Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This episode's mainly going to be about how Splitgate and Halo are coming, and I see them as being very much opposed to Destiny. It's sort of a versus battle, and I believe the Destiny PvP is in trouble, and Bungie knows it. We're going to be breaking down some of the things that Bungie's been recently talking about and releasing as sort of a way to do damage control. Splitgate continues to rise in success, and Halo Infinite's not even here yet. They just had a technical test. If you're going to look for my main section on that, there'll be a timestamp below in the description if you're looking for the actual moment in the stream where I talked about it. Now, you really want to be here for these discussions and debates. This is a live stream. So if you're watching the past broadcast, we do use those timestamps. But if you hit subscribe and the bell button, you'll be here Monday through Friday. You'll get reminded in the mornings when I go live with it, whatever the topics are about. We have that usually in the description. And then the title and the thumbnail is usually about the main topic. We also have news about Jedi Fallen Order 2 and another Activision cheat takedown. We understand that the Blizzard Activision lawsuit is big news these days. We have opted to not really cover that. We're allowing the legal process and we're allowing the investigation to just do its thing. We're not really interested in covering that. However, Activision continues to get into the news cycle with updates to Call of Duty, reveals on the way, and taking down another cheating company. So if you're looking for those segments, those will also be in the description below with those timestamps. All throughout the show, we do discussion and Q&A and have a back and forth with the audience. If you're a Peng member, you can start submitting questions now or you can submit them the night before in the Discord. That is an option that is available to you as a paying member on this channel. Now, in case you missed it yesterday, I always like to give people a little bit of a recap if they missed the episode, uh, or maybe you didn't catch the entire thing. We had a pretty full day yesterday, so full that I didn't do a short upload in the evening. We got to be careful with that. If we send out too many notifications, it can sort of start to work uh, against us. YouTube only allows you to do so many updates. So we actually did three streams yesterday and first we talked about new world being delayed a second time we actually thought that was going to be a little bit of a bigger turnout for that but i guess youtube was having some technical difficulties yesterday my producer got all the notifications about the stream in like the middle of the day so hopefully those those technical problems are resolved because we were having a really strong week we don't think it's anything that we did We also don't think it was the topic, so hopefully we don't have any issues or snafus with YouTube today. So that was one of the main things we talked about. We also talked about the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut news for both Legends and the new mode Rivals coming in September. We outlined all that information. The timestamp is there. There's New World Delayed. And then the news about the Battlefield 6 beta we also covered now if you subscribe to the SNTR shorts channel those uploads will always hit in a pretty short order they're little short four minute segments so if you like to use the timestamps in the past broadcast that's great if you're here and you catch it awesome but our other channel that is a suggested channel below on the on this on this channel is SNTR shorts as well as SNTR gaming and that is there if you prefer those shorter uploads then we tried death trash and I got to tell you, 
I give this game, you know, 8, 8 and 9 out of 10 on almost all marks of originality and art style, and it's just a really, really cool looking game, and it's getting a good score on Steam, it's getting like an 84%. I, however, found the combat to be pretty terrible, Uh, it was very unenjoyable, it was really difficult to block, dodge, or mitigate the damage, a lot of face tanking. And so we tried some different things and some different approaches to the combat, and we just couldn't get to a place where I was enjoying it. So we spent the last, like, half of that stream uh, not really playing the game or talking about it. We we just kind of did, like, an AMA while we waited for the Back for Blood beta. And I enjoyed the Back for Blood beta for what it offered, but I don't know if Back for Blood is really going to wow people. I, I, it's, it's got some cool ideas and some fresh perspectives on what you used to do in Left 4 Dead, but I, I found myself sort of tired with the trope and the cliche of, hey, it's a zombie game, so you move like you're 90 years old. No offense to people who are in their 90s, but you just tend to move really, really slow, and that's how they create intensity intensity and difficulty, and I was kind of irritated. We got all the way to the end of a mission, and we had literally 60 seconds to get to the top of the boat and out, and the only reason we didn't get there is because we're just so awfully slow, and we kept getting grabbed by some of the big guys, and so... I didn't find it to be intense or scary. Uh, I found it to be a little like clunky uh, and a little like sticky. It was like I felt like I got stuck on everything. Everything's grabbing you and pulling you. Uh, and even some of the bigger zombies, they just they didn't feel all that scary. It was, there was something missing. And I could see this being a blast with your friends. Just a nice Friday night, kind of recapturing that. Hey, let's just play and shoot zombies. I could I could see this game doing just fine. I know some people are also looking forward to the PvP elements. I didn't even check that out. So I'm not going to dissuade people from playing it. I just found it to be sort of in a lane where... I've played this game before. I've played a game before where we run around and shoot zombies and I feel like my character is just too slow. So I don't know if they can do anything about the movement or the feel of the game, but that was my primary frustration and it seemed to be the primary point of difficulty that they used in the game. So we only played for a little, about an hour. Now we had to wait till late in the day to even get in. If I, if I was able to get in earlier, I probably would have given it a little bit more time, maybe gone back in for another go. I was sort of pressed for time, so that also didn't help. It was like, yeah, I gotta go. I was hoping we could win that one, and we didn't, so we kind of ended on a disappointing note. Um, and, and the whole time, I was just, I wasn't all that into it. I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, I, I was kind of bored. It, it reminded me of how I felt bored playing Cyberpunk. Uh, and both Halo Infinite and Splitgate, you can see down here, you know, I played those very recently, and my producer was like, well, maybe those games kind of ruined you when you went to play this game. Like, this game's not going to feel like a tight arena shooter, because the shooting did feel a little sloppy. felt a little um, snappy. If you, you aim down sight and it just, like, grabs onto zombies. Uh, and so it didn't have that crisp, good feel that I had uh, really come to enjoy in both Splitgate and Halo Infinite. So that could have played a part. So... If you can get in, try it out, see what you think. Uh, we'll obviously play it on launch date and see if it feels any different or looks any different. We like to cover and play new games when they launch. I pre-ordered it to get into the beta. So I think people will probably enjoy it for what it offers, but I myself uh, found it to be a little kind of uh, a little cliche. Um, so uh, today, though, today, the big discussion, Splitgate and Halo versus Destiny, Destiny 2, PvP is in trouble. Now, I'm not going to do, like, 
Destiny content, but when this kind of stuff's going on, I can't ignore it. I just played Splitgate, I just played Halo Infinite Technical Test, and I see them as a direct threat to Destiny's PvP having a, a healthy player base. Destiny's in a bad spot. They've been around for a really, really long time, and I doubt they're they're capturing a lot of new players in Crucible. I just I don't think that's happening, uh, mainly because established franchises always struggle with that. It's hard to get your foot in the door. It's hard to feel like you know what's going on, and I don't even think the PvP is that enjoyable to begin with. So I don't think they're filling that funnel. And the loyalists and the longtime fans have clearly been walking away and taking breaks for a variety of reasons. And their recent updates and their recent tweets and discussions about PvP seems to be more vague promises that are way out in the distant future, nothing in the immediate. So if you're a fan of Destiny's PvP, I, I gotta tell you, I-, I-, I don't have high hopes for at least the next 12 months of that experience. Now, things could change and they could do more. So we're going to be breaking that down and discussing that today. Submit your questions with the question command if you're a paying member uh, and obviously bring your points in chat. I'm a little more comfortable talking about Destiny. I mean, obviously it comes up that, you know, I, I've, I've, I've still got frustrations with how Bungie handled everything. Uh, it was very, I feel it was very unprofessional. Uh, they really overstepped and then banning me from the game uh, and insinuating through some other mouthpiece that I broke TOS. I didn't break any of their TOS. They'll, they will never be able to cite an instance where I did, which is why they haven't said anything and won't respond um, because I didn't. I didn't. I didn't deserve to be uh, banned from their game. So obviously that comes up. We don't want that to dominate the conversation. Okay. So do me a favor if you're a longtime fan of the show or you've been around for a while. Let's try not to get stuck on that today. I, I genuinely, as a video game commentator, commentator, I would have been saying this if I was still playing Destiny. I said for a very long time I thought Destiny's PvP was on the way out, it wasn't getting a lot of attention, it was in terrible shape, and then Stasis entered the picture, I said a lot of the same things. None of this narrative is new from me, you can you can check. I've even got videos about how I thought they were going to remove PvP, I did a video on that in 2019, okay, two years ago, I thought, man... I feel like they're they're ushering this out the door slowly. And so, in light of that, in light of all of my observations, both with respect to how Bungie's treated the game and how the community's responded, I'm a little worried for those people that like that side of the game. I don't think there's going to be nearly as many of them, and that's a lot of money walking out the door. I think the PvP crowd bought those seasons because they wanted the exotics and the new guns. You get a taste of those dedicated servers. You get a taste of a really, really tight arena shooter. It's going to be really, really hard to go back to Destiny. There's a variety of reasons. I got an outline of reasons of why I think this is a problem. I'm just giving you a taste right now. So make sure you're here for that. Make sure you're smashing like. Make sure you guys are getting your questions submitted. I'm sure it's going to be a spicy morning and a spicy day. We, uh, we've got some other big ones, too. Uh, some other conversations about streamers leaving games to play other games. What is going on with that? You can look forward to that next week, okay? We've got some good commentary there and some good things going on. We're even going to try and do a little bit of research on some of the trends that are involved when that sort of thing happens. So today, though, the table is full, man. It's a full day. It's Friday. we got so much news to cover, so many great conversations to have from Friday this afternoon more Dark Souls 3, then I'm on a call with YouTube, they're doing like some calls with different streamers, trying to get a feel for some different changes, so hopefully we can hear some good things, and I can provide some good feedback, always excited to be included 
in those calls and then tonight over on SNTR Gaming me and Hilly will be playing more Dead Space 3 I will send you over there this afternoon for the first 30 minutes of Back for Blood so if you're curious about Back for Blood make sure you're here this afternoon I'll send you over there after From Friday and I'll let you see my first 30 minutes you can make up your own mind whether or not you think it feels kind of boring or slow and then that's the channel where I send you this afternoon that's the channel where Hilly and I will be playing Dead Space 3 tonight you guys don't want to miss it these are really really fun streams Dead Space 3 is really providing us a great canvas for just humor and fun uh, and laughs so SNTR Gaming is where we do that and SNTR Shorts is where the short uploads are so you can use the shorts command or the gaming command in chat or just look for those channels SNTR Gaming and SNTR Shorts you'll find them on YouTube. All throughout the stream there are commands that run across the bottom of the screen. These are the greatest ways to support the channel in addition to just being here. If you're here, you're watching, you're lurking, you're pressing like, taking our polls, those are great ways to tell YouTube, hey, there's activity here, man. This channel's popping. And when you guys do that, it really, really helps out. So be sure to use the question command if you're a paying member, you want to get your questions in. Shirt command, got a really nice Venom shirt. We were a little light last month on 80s tees because the month was light in general. I took a week off and our numbers were really bad. We're really bouncing back, so be sure to use your code over on 80s tees. Thanks for all the coffee orders yesterday. My wife says she wants three orders a day, so get those orders in. Alright, Rageous Roast, Light Roast. We got a ship date on the Dark Roast of the 20th, but that doesn't mean I'm going to have it on the 20th, but it's looking like it will be here late August. Uh, Glad Glasses command is there. I've got the yellow lenses, the non-tinted, and the red that I wear throughout the streams. Sure, be sure to use that and use that code. Those are there all throughout the stream. If somebody comes in and asks about the glasses or the shirt or the whatever, uh, be sure to tell them to use those commands. All right. So smash like, get us our first hundred likes. Maybe aim for maybe aim for two hundred. All right. And I'll be live on the mic in just a second. Thanks so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in on this wonderful Friday morning, a whole week of great gameplay news and and honestly really fun games. We had a really, really great week of games, even though yesterday was a bit of a stinker. I felt like yesterday was a bit of a stinker with respect to gameplay. I was not a fan of Death Trash. And I uh, and I just I didn't think I didn't think Back for Blood was that good. We'll we'll see we'll see what the fans say. I'm not really a fan, so you got to take what I say about Back for Blood with a grain of salt. I am uh, I am <laughs> I am not a zombie guy. I'm not a zombie game guy, and I just I don't like when a game's like, hey, you move really slow. That's that's what's gonna make the game difficult. Uh, we played a lot of Split Gate. We played the Halo Infinite technical test. I mean, we've had a lot of great experiences. Uh, in games and a lot of great times this week and good discussions. Good morning, Feed. How are you? Welcome, sir. Um, the am I going to go over the twab? No. L- let me make something ex- like very, very clear. Because Dumpy, I already saw you saying, you know, bring back the Rageous Roundtable for Destiny content. I'm sure most miss it. I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not going to go back to being a Destiny content creator. I'm not going to give uh, my platform a time like a time slot for Destiny cuz why would I do that? Why would I promote the game and promote its updates and promote its patch notes and its seasons when they banned me from the game and targeted me for harassment and business damage? I'm not going to do that, right? 
but as a video game commentator i i genuinely honestly as objectively as i can i think the the pvp portion of destiny is in trouble um i do i think it's in trouble i i think they've got some games that are finally going to compete on the arena landscape i think there's a large portion of their player base that has been wanting to find a game uh that is that is you know offering what they're looking for i think people have spent five years you know looking for halo in destiny and they can't find it and i'm i'm just here to tell you i don't think their funnel i don't think their player funnel is filling with new players in pvp i really really don't it's peer-to-peer it's an established franchise it's it's tough to get your footing in destiny's pvp if you're new because there's there's a ravenous and committed player base that's in there every freaking day cannibalizing the playlists uh there's cheaters everywhere on pc and i don't know i i i don't think they're in a state where a couple of maps and rift and some and some patch notes like okay so the twab is not a pvp update this is the this is the big illusion that i really tried to disillusion people of yesterday okay updating stasis is not a pvp update okay it's not like changing the way that supers and abilities and melee and all that changing the way that that works that's not a pvp update it isn't if you're not going to talk about destiny then maybe don't talk about destiny it's i know it's difficult to understand when you have an axe to grind and you only show up when i when destiny's in the thumbnail or the title there's a difference between promoting destiny and destiny's content and talking about destiny as a game in the landscape of gaming there's a giant difference I'm not going to sit here and do TWAB read-throughs and patch notes read-throughs and and talk about their bounty system or the most recent season and how it can improve. That's creating Destiny content. And that's categorically different from saying, man, I just played Splitgate and I just played Halo Infinite. I think Destiny's PvP is in trouble. There's a giant difference. One's zoom-out commentary on the actual industry and the landscape of gaming. The other is a Destiny channel, you know? The other is a Destiny channel. And let me flip the table around for those of you that always come in and they're like, man, I wish that you would cover Destiny. Well, I wish you would show up to the channel when I do something else. So let me give you some tips on how to behave since you're giving me tips on how to behave, you know? You, I think you should cover Destiny. Well, I think you should show up every day. <laughs> Is it weird for me to tell you how to live your life? Because I'm not genuinely telling you how to live your life. I'm just showing you what it's like to be told how you should carry out your day. I don't I don't have a desire to cover Destiny anymore. I don't. I saw Halo Infinite multiplayer debut gameplay this year at E3 and I said, "This is it. This has got potential." They have what it takes to bring a really good arena shooter to the market. And they got Joseph Staten, by the way, who who was there at the birth of Destiny and was there at Bungie during years of Halo. They got Joseph Staten. So during E3 this year, I said, I was like, man, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, they could, they could land, they could land the arena shooter. Nobody has landed the arena shooter, right? Lawbreakers tried. 
Now, I, Apex, we're going to be covering Apex next week because Apex Arenas, I had my eyes on that as soon as it was announced and here we sit now, we're seeing it getting traction because they finally brought ranked, but that that's for next week. So we're not, we're not getting on that today. And then I played Splitgate. Like, I played Splitgate and I thought, you know what? I see why this game's getting traction, right? I, I see why this game's getting traction. I see why their servers are struggling, you know? Would have liked to see a Carnage shirt today? I have a, uh, I have one. I have a Carnage shirt. Uh, it's got both Venom and Carnage on it. Um, whoops, I clicked on the wrong thing. Let me, I have to update the shirt command. I forgot to update it this morning. Um, so, I mean, I played it and I was like, dude, I can totally see why they are struggling to keep their servers online. It's free and it's fun and it delivers. It delivers. It's super tight. It's super enjoyable. Uh, everybody's too focused on BRs. Never really been my flavor. I think Battle Royales, funny enough, I think Battle Royales are one of the reasons that arena shooters are on, on the way back. You know? I Like, I really do. I really do. I think Battle Royales have set the table... I think they have set the table for arena shooters to come back. Because I think people are just kind of tired of it. I think they're tired of the big giant maps and the big giant battles and the dude camping in a window and you spend 20 minutes working your way into the top 5 or the top 10 only to get killed by some guy hiding or whatever or he has better loot than you. I think battle royales have run their course. I really do. That doesn't mean they're done or they're dying. When I say run their course, I mean they had an amazing run. And they even took a couple victory laps. And they're not going anywhere, by the way. They're household games now. Fortnite, PUBG, Warzone, Apex Legends, not Arenas. Apex Legends, they are here for the foreseeable future. Apex made like $2 billion, okay? That's Apex, by the way. That That's that's not even... That's the runt of the litter, you know? They, they don't pull what Warzone and Fortnite have pulled the last couple of years. So... Battle Royales aren't going anywhere. So when I say they 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 run they they've run their course, I think there's tons of people now that have gotten a taste for you know, PVP and dedicating themselves to PVP and playing and a battle pass and all that and they're like, "Man, this would be great if the modes were more accessible, more fun or more small." That's why I thought Plunder was such a home run for Call of Duty Warzone. It was like, oh man, this is so enjoyable. This is so accessible, you know. This is this is this is great, you know. And I thought, man, what a what a way to bring it forward. Will you at least cover Witch Queen livestream this month? No, I'm not gonna create Destiny content. Like, I genuinely mean this. If you only show up when I talk about Destiny you're missing the same show that you enjoyed for the last five years. You just don't realize it. You just don't realize it. We would sit in orbit and we would sit in the Destiny directory and we would debate Star Wars for two or three hours. I do a four-hour show right here Monday through Friday doing the same thing I did on Purple. You're just stuck in that rut of thinking, well, if he's not actively talking about bounties and dregs, I can't enjoy the show. I would sit in orbit on purple 
and 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 talk about Star Wars to a couple thousand people or Marvel movies or whatever. We have a time we weren't even talking Destiny. You you run out of stuff to talk about. You're loyal to a you're loyal to a game to a fault. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like you could hang out here, still have your same friends and connections and play games and hang out in the Discord, but because I'm not sitting in orbit, what if I throw an orbit like loop up on the screen? Would that make things better? Cuz I wasn't talking about Destiny most of the time. <laughs> Like, I'll just put up a, a, a looped video of someone sitting in orbit and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. We're, we're doing the same show. Stop selling yourself short. There were rough spots, but the show is so much better now since you aren't chained to the same topics. How many times did we talk about bounties? Right, right. Just asking sorry? You don't have to apologize. I'm asking you to broaden your horizons right like broaden your horizons that's what you're asking me to cover a game i got unjustly banned from and targeted by the company for harassment and business disruption and business damage you want me to cover their game do you have any idea how dumb that would be for me to do that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, here's the new expansion and here's their trailer and here's their reveal stream no no They'll never do what's right. They'll never they'll never publicly apologize for the lies they told. They'll never publicly apologize for overstepping and getting involved. They'll never do that. Because their virtue is false and fake and see-through. Which means I'll never play Destiny again and I'll never cover it. I'm not going to create Destiny content. I'm not. But when I play Splitgate and I play Halo Infinite Technical Test and I see Destiny community members and Destiny content creators saying, oh my gosh, this has ruined me. When Astacross says Halo Infinite has ruined him, he's not being hyperbolic. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. I'm telling you right now, the PvP crowd will get a taste for dedicated servers gun-based combat, a tight arena shooter, and many of them will never look back. Right? Many of them will never look back. The PvE crowd is never going to leave Destiny. They're hooked. They're addicted. They're the addict on the corner, man. They're never leaving. Right? They are never leaving. It's Hotel California, man. It's Hotel California. They cannot leave. The PvE Destiny crowd is going literally nowhere. That game has had, like, what? Roughly a million players a day for how many years? They're in. They're stuck. They are are in Hotel California Destiny. But the PvP crowd for five years has been asking for what Splitgate and Halo Infinite have to offer right that is that is 100% happening and they are not going to play a tight arena shooter that's free by the way with dedicated servers and go back to peer to peer ghost bullet space magic circus they're just not going to they're not numbers you have to understand something about the you have to understand something about the PvP crowd. It's been 600,000 the last few weeks. The total player daily count has dropped to 600,000, or PvE has dropped to 600,000. What's what, where? Where's our bot channel in the Discord now? Everything's all over the place. Um, 
how do you do that now? What do you, what do you, what is it? Analytics? It's, it's analytics, isn't it? Yeah, somebody did analytics on August the 2nd. Overall, 823,000. Let's do it for yesterday. Analytics population. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was 765,000 players, so it has dipped a little bit. It has. That's usually near the end or middle of seasons it drops, but that's the lowest I think I've seen it in a while. Yo, James coming in with a brand new membership. Thanks so much. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes your dope and deserve dope stuff. Does Splitgate have a console release date? Um, They have pushed it back to, what do they say, September? They got like $10 million from a private investment firm, and they're they're set for September, I think. You can play it right now. It's just the beta. It's it's the, the official launch hasn't happened, but you can play it right now on console. It's just the beta. And the queue times have gotten significantly better. They've gotten way, way better. $10 tip from Salem says I just want to say the second uh, that I second what you said about not playing Destiny anymore I also was banned and given no reason after spending hundreds of dollars on it and decided to move on they didn't send you an email and tell you why that's weird um, I'm okay with the PVE loot but man the reward structure is but the hardest content is a strike in an old raid you know why they don't have to worry about the end game in Destiny and actually having good difficulty uh, good difficulty philosophy? Because that's not where most of their player base comes from. Most of their daily engaged player base goes to the tower, grabs bounties, and goes into strikes in public, in public space events. Public events. Patrol. Patrol. That's it. Right? And then the TWAB ruined any hype those sweeps could have had. You literally cannot make up Bungie's incompetence. What? Why do you say that, RT Mayday? I didn't read the entire TWAB. I saw, I saw them say that they're finally going to let you not waste your melee. I'm like, man, how long did that take? And then I saw like a, a freaking book of changes to subclasses. And I'm like, do people not realize this isn't a Crucible update? That's not a Crucible update. They're nerfing movement hard. Oh, really? I get the concerns for Destiny PvP, but with Rift coming back, new maps, new PvP modes they mentioned, and the overall gun feel Destiny has, and building your builds and guns and going into Crucible is a feeling some PvP players love. I play PvP and get it, but they have difficulty spectrum coming for PvP, PvE, everything. Also, the TWAB was buffs to all light subclasses. The TWAB wasn't bad. What? I? Okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me pick apart everything you typed. First of all, Rift coming back, okay? You understand that most of the people I'm talking about that will be wooed by Splitgate and Halo don't give a crap about Rift, right? I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but Rift is not going to be appealing to people that find Splitgate and Halo Infinite better. I'm not talking about the entire PvP community. There is a large chunk of that community that's going to walk. Over the next six months, just watch it happen. Permanent number decline 
in the crucible it's going to happen and when you say rift most of the people that i'm referring to they're not going to be like oh 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 you you didn't say rift well rift yeah that that makes me come back no that's not going to be good enough okay now new maps and new modes i got news for you i have zero confidence in any of the new maps or any of the new modes Bungie comes out with. None of what I'm about to say is a cheap shot because I said this when I still covered Destiny. They have a track record of bad modes that went nowhere, right? They they have a track record of bad modes that went nowhere, okay? How many? I don't know, four, five, or six game modes that they tried to create that were terrible. They have a bad track record there, okay? And they have a bad track record with map design. What did they finally just start doing recently to bring maps to Destiny? Well, let's just bring back old maps from Destiny 1, right? Like, let's just bring back old maps from Destiny 1. <laughs> like, so, that, so, okay, so you got Rift. I don't think that's going to be convincing to the people that I... The, 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 the demographic of the Crucible that's leaving doesn't care about Rift, okay? They don't care about your new modes. I don't I don't think they have... They, they have not done a very good job with modes. And they don't have a good track record with maps. And he even said a lot of the maps are going to be returning maps, not new maps. I don't think that... Ch- I don't think that changes the equation at all that I'm outlining. I don't. I don't think it even tips the scales will there be a core player base that stays yes will there be a chunk that leaves and never comes back oh i believe it i believe it you think it was a coincidence that just after the halo infinite technical test and the rise in prominence and popularity of Splitgate. You think Joe Blackburn's tweet thread was a coincidence? Bungie feels it. They feel that the and listen, we said this the other day. You guys know this is true. And boy is this true in gaming in the last three months. You are not king for forever. The tide will turn, the winds will shift, and you are not king for forever. You can't be. Everybody leaves World of Warcraft and goes to Final Fantasy. A mass exodus. Woof. People are leaving their token games right now to switch to other games. And the communities go with them. Woof. You're not king for forever. All it took for PUBG to get knocked off the throne was Fortnite. A cartoon-looking look, like, you know, like a game that like it was made for kids, is all it took. A well-optimized battle royale that was fun. They did it better than PUBG. I played PUBG, and people thought it was full of crap. I was like, the only reason PUBG was popular is because it was the only game on the block. There was no other game in town. It was like, this is it. This is if you want to be our experience. This is it. And I said, all it's going to take is a better battle royale to kick this thing over. And people thought, you're just raging out. You're just salty. You don't know what you're talking about. I had so many people, and admittedly, watching me play battle royales was not enjoyable. I did get really angry and really salty. 
But I always calmed down and said, look, I'm dead serious. All it's going to take is an, a better optimized Battle Royale to kick PUBG off the throne. Yeah, PUBG dethrone H1Z1. Fortnite did the same thing. That's right. You're not king for forever. The, the, the exodus from World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy. Mark my words. It is finally happening. There is something landing on the battlefield that will actually pull people from Destiny's Crucible. And I'm not saying it's a Destiny killer, so don't put words in my mouth. That's not what I'm saying. I even specifically outlined it in the title. Destiny PvP is in trouble. And if you think I'm wrong, look at the player base numbers the last couple of seasons. PvP has been the quickest declining portion of the player base every time. Two weeks in, down it goes. Trials, one week in, down it goes. You don't even need to take my word for it. Destiny PvP has been in a bad state for a while. I'm not saying there's a Destiny killer on the horizon. Absolutely not. No, you can't kill Destiny. Destiny is a cockroach. A cockroach can survive a nuclear explosion. Destiny survived the launch of Destiny 2. It can survive anything, okay? The Destiny 2 vanilla launch was a tectonic, destructive nuclear bomb to the franchise, and they managed to survive that and come out on the other end. They managed to go out on their own independent publishing. Like, Destiny's a cockroach, okay? It'll never die unless... Unless they, unless Bungie decides to end it. That's the only way it'll die. But I firmly believe that the PvP player base is in a completely different category. I believe if you watch the player base numbers since the season after Shadowkeep, it's the most volatile, it's the most volatile side of the game. Quickest to walk away. The quickest decline in player base numbers, it's always in the Crucible. Always. <clears throat> remember those days when you told us to grind IO gear? I remember that, yeah. I remember being like, well, you can go grind for the gear on all the planets. And then slowly but surely, people convinced me. They were like, but why? What's the point? There's no there's no reason to. You don't get... That was back when armor had no stats. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh my gosh. That was rough. That was rough. They have a reveal in three weeks. It's kind of silly to think that tweet thread was solely because of Splitgate and Halo. If you don't think it's related to Splitgate and Halo, Eugene... He literally starts the thread by saying, I want to set expectations for PvP on the heels of the Halo Infinite technical test, on the heels of big Destiny content creators saying Halo ruined them, on the heels of mass exodus from Crucible, and Splitgate can't even keep its servers up and running. Come on. It was 100% a part of the narrative. He's thinking, we got to get out in front of this. We got to set expectations. We aren't doing anything for Crucible anytime soon. And what we are doing, oh my gosh, it's meager. Rift and bringing back old maps and new modes. Like, none of that is is happening soon. And if you're if you're banking on the new modes and Rift, I'm I'm I don't know. And and bringing back and and bringing back maps. Like I just I don't see it. I don't. 
and and for the fourth time today, if they update subclasses and they update the power fantasy, that's not a crucible update. So when Blackburn says, here's some of the things we've recently done for Crucible, he references Stasis. It's like, but that's not a Crucible update. That's not a Crucible update. That's an update to Stasis. That, like, that's like I said yesterday. If I, if, I, if I want you to remodel the room and you drag a dirty couch into it, and I'm like, what the, f- I thought you were remodeling the room. What's this dirty couch? And then you reupholster the dirty couch You've not done anything to the room. Dragging stasis into the crucible and mucking the place up and then nerfing stasis. That's not a crucible update. You spilled the milk and then you cleaned it up. You don't get credit for that. You drug the dirty couch in the room and then reupholstered it. That's not a crucible update. That's an illusion. They're playing a magic trick. They brought it into the room. They're like, here's stasis. And everyone's like, this is horrible. And for six months, the crucible is angry. And then they tweak it. And then they turn around later and they tell you that that's a crucible update. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a crucible update. (laughs) You spilled the milk. You told PC Gamer in an interview that you knew you were going to have to nerf Stasis when you brought it into the game. You spilled the milk. You don't get credit for cleaning it up. You spilled paint on the floor. Cleaning it up is not remodeling the room. That's what they need. They got to remodel the room, not tweak Stasis or other subclasses. I think y'all way overestimate how much devs pay attention and react to each other. I I don't know. Bungie stole your idea of leveling and I laughed. They're incorporating something I remember we talked about with leveling before. Now in Crucible, Trials, Vanguard, and Gambit just playing earns you reputation. Every three ranks is a powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's right from the mouth of 30 and still gaming on the Rageous Roundtable. I miss these Lono Destiny rants, not gonna lie. Yeah. They always get praised for cleaning up their mess. Yeah. We didn't think you jerks would have options. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there is a strictly PvP season I wouldn't play as much. Oh, I don't think a PvP season is the right call here. No, 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 no. No. They send you a royalty check? No. No. Just wondering why he tweeted that just after Astacross said, Halo ruined me. I don't think it was in direct response to Astacross, but I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you, okay? Bungie, let's ignore Splitgate and Halo then. Let's just let's just pretend that Eugene is 100% right, and Bungie's not paying attention at all to Halo Infinite and Splitgate, which seems incredibly unlikely, okay? Let's do a thought experiment and say Eugene's right and say, no, they're not paying attention at all to what is likely going to be their most greatest and direct competitor to their Crucible, Halo Infinite, free-to-play multiplayer. Okay, let's ignore that and think, no, not at all a factor in this Joe Blackburn tweet thread. All you have to do is look at the player base numbers to know they are well aware that Crucible's in a bad spot. The numbers are way down. And if you think 
that Halo Infinite landing in a couple of months isn't going to make things worse for player base numbers. I think you're dreaming, and I think Bungie knows it. They gotta know. Red Dead Redemption 2 dropped the player base numbers by like 250,000 when it launched. And then the following two weeks, everything climbed back up. Red Dead Redemption 2 did that. What do you think Halo is going to do? Halo Infinite will you I'm telling you how many people played PvP yesterday? What, it was like 300,000? That's like the, the lowest I think I've ever seen it. That's like that's trials numbers. Trials in like the 250,000s or whatever. 300 and some odd thousand. That that's so low. That that is really low for Destiny. Now, does that mean the game is dying and is dead and this is a Destiny killer? No. My specific contention is that when dedicated servers, tight, clean, reliable, fun arena shooters start to grow in popularity, you're not king for forever. You're not. And Destiny's Crucible will have an exodus. It already is having an exodus. The damage is already done to a certain degree. The hope would be that they can come up with something that pulls in new players because it's their free-to-play entrance point. Dude, your loyalists, your longtime fans, you all know this to be true. There's a lot working against people coming back and playing. There's franchise fatigue. You get sick of the same problems. You get sick of the same promises. It's always our, de- our best days are ahead of us. When's that going to happen? How many years of distance do you need from Activision before we start to see that? Now, I will I will never like rewrite history. I still believe they've greatly improved the PvE content loop. They have. I think the game is here to stay. I think this game is here for another decade. Easy. Easy. Another decade. No problem. No, 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 they're not going to break a sweat maintaining the PV seasonal content loop. They're not going to break a sweat. I think they've improved it. I think they've mastered what needs to be done every couple of months. But Crucible and PvP, I have zero confidence in their ability to not only get it right, but to reinvigorate it. It's too late. It's too late. If the leaks are true, there's a complete revamp of PvP coming in Season 15 in Witch Queen. They've stayed quiet for too long, and they're going to make people obviously skeptical of Witch Queen being a turnaround for PvP. Their silence is what will hurt PvP on top of Halo and Splitgate. I I don't know, unholy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my opinion on a leak. How many of those leaks turned out to be totally bogus? Like there were so many leaks recently that sounded amazing, and not, they were not even remotely true. This isn't this isn't this isn't a cheap shot. This isn't this isn't Lono saying Destiny is dying or Bungie's in trouble. No, Destiny 2 PVP is in trouble. It is. Your most loyal people, the people who have played the most and put the most time in, they are the most likely audience member to find Splitgate and Halo Infinite really enjoyable. A dev stated that Beyond Light was the reset switch and Witch Queen is where they really pick it up. They have said they're very confident in the franchise and the leak so far had have everything right since season 13. Oh, I mean, I was saying this before I got banned. 
when they were marketing Beyond Light, they were already talking about Witch Queen, which I thought was interesting. I was like, what the... Witch Queen has the potential to be a pretty monumental moment for the franchise. It's true. It is true. No doubt. No doubt they, they've they've invested a lot in it. They're, they're trying to create their own Taken King moment. They are. It, the, the, the imagery, the, the Savathun's been around for so long. 100%. I, I believe that they believe that. I believe that they believe that. They also believe that Shadowkeep was a renewed focus on Crucible. They also believe that Trials was going to be amazing and not come out half-baked. They've believed a lot of things over the years that just didn't quite come out of the oven the way they believed that it would. So I, 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 I truly believe, privately, they think Witch Queen is it. They think Witch Queen is the Taken King 2.0. It is. It is the hinge on which the franchise will turn. I believe that they think that. It doesn't mean it's actually going to happen because they believed and thought a lot of things about Shadowkeep and Trials. And, I mean, look at their conversations and their dialogue about Beyond Light. And Beyond Light was awful. Beyond Light was awful. Other than really good ideas for the raid, I was so I was so disappointed in Beyond Light. I was like, what is this? And I made excuses and I said, look, it's... You know, it's likely their first thing on their own, and it, they had to delete a lot, and in the midst of deleting a lot, they had to rebuild a lot, and that bandwidth probably took away resources for substance, depth, and breadth. But my gosh, the way they instituted sunsetting, and the way that they instituted so many of the weapon pursuits, and then in the following season with the helm and the umbrals, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think you're being overly critical. I've been with you for a while. I know you've been saying uh, this, just bringing it in some new stuff. You may not know. Nothing uh, is a cheap shot that you've said, right? I just think that there's there's a certain element of like, well, Lono is not an authority on Destiny anymore because he got banned, and it's like, okay, how many game predictions am I going to get right before people realize like? I'm not too bad at this. I'm pretty good at making predictions about what's going to happen, how communities are going to respond, how people are going to behave. Like, I told, I said low card farming was going to happen 60 seconds after reading the blog. Like, and I'm telling you right now, there will be a long standing and permanent player exodus from Destiny's Crucible the remainder of this year because of Splitgate and Halo Infinite. You have to understand the player base that you're thinking about and talking about. That's all they want. That's all they want is Crucible. That's all they play is PvP. And they're going to get a game that delivers just that. We've talked about that before. Right? We've talked about that before. We've talked about how games that are just PvP can get updated, tweaked, and, and, and sharpened you know, so much more efficiently than the way that destiny runs so it, it, and and I'm and I'm telling you the 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 tweet thread from Joe Blackburn and and all the changes and all the promises about the future they're doing that because listen this is why that this is what that is do you want to know what that is it's a preemptive postcard is what it is do you know when somebody goes on a trip and they send you a postcard. Hi, from Cancun, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, they're in Cancun. They're giving you a preemptive postcard because they know you're going out of town, right? 
they 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 know you're going out of town you're gonna go and play Splitgate. you're gonna go and play halo infinite and they're planting a bug in your ear and saying go enjoy your trip but don't forget about us don't forget about the homemade pie that we make that you like so much yeah we're bringing that back we're bringing back this map or that map or this mode or that mode. We're, we're don't forget about us. It's a preemptive postcard. They're making sure when you're on your trip, you've got like a letter from home to basically say, "Yeah, I mean, maybe I need to go back and check out this stuff that they're doing. You know, maybe I need to go back and look at this stuff that, that, that they're trying to update. They're trying to bring life back to the Crucible." It, that's that to me is what they're doing they I think they know that people will leave to try the game out I don't think that's hyperbolic or overstated I don't think Bungie's stupid they know that when new games come out player base the player base numbers fluctuate and Halo Infinite will surely cause a ripple in the water surely it will and they're saying hey go enjoy your time Go enjoy your time, but while you're over there, keep in mind, we've got some good things coming down the road. You understand, they're not stupid enough to push these updates out at the same time as Halo Infinite, right? They're not dumb. They're they're telling you, it's going to be further on down the road. Why? Well, they're hoping eventually you get bored with Halo, because you will. You're going to get bored with Splitgate. Because you will. You'll get to a point where you're like, this game's just not hitting the way that it used to hit. It's just not as fun as it used to be. They just did a patch that I didn't like. And then in walks Destiny. Hey, remember how we delayed Witch Queen and now it's landing outside of the same window as the end of you know 2021? Yeah, well, here's Witch Queen with all these great PvP updates. And you know what? It'll probably work. A lot of folks will come back. A lot of folks will come back. Did I miss the poll? Oh, we forgot to do one. Um, Destiny 2 PvP. Is Splitgate and Halo Infinite a direct threat to Crucible numbers? Um, Let's not even say a direct threat, just a threat. Is it a threat to Crucible numbers? Yes or no? Is, is, Is Splitgate... Hang on. It's too long. Is Splitgate and Halo Infinite a threat to Crucible numbers? To Crucible numbers. Like, to Crucible player numbers. To Crucible player numbers. There you go. Yes or no. Sorry, I forgot to do a poll. We're supposed to do a poll when we first start. But boy, we jumped right in. The most one-sided poll ever incoming? No, that's not one-sided. I genuinely want to know what the audience thinks. Do you think that Splitgate and Halo Infinite are are a threat to the Destiny Crucible numbers. Do you think that that means there's now a reason for you to go play something else? I just think there's so much working against people continuing to play Crucible. Right? You mean the results will be one-sided? Oh, okay, okay. I just think there's a lot working against the Crucible. I think you have franchise fatigue. I think the game has been out for far too long, right? I think you have a really, really hard time getting people to try out and stay in Crucible. You know? Like, think about it. 
if have you I, I want to know has anybody in chat tried to get your friends recently or in the last year to jump in for the first time and try out crucible because to unholy taco sides point the build crafting do you understand that's actually probably one of the biggest barriers to people enjoying the crucible is the build crafting getting beat by a gun or an ability or an exotic that they don't have and they don't understand where to get it, where to find it, or why they don't have access to it. And when you play Halo Infinite or you play Splitgate, that kind of stuff's not going on. Accessible, jump in, get good, use the weapons. Like, that's it. The simplicity of the arena shooter, there's two sides of the coin. There's pros and cons about the simplicity of an arena shooter. Anybody can jump in and play, and everybody has the weapons. Now, the con to that, the negative side to that is, well, that's that can get kind of boring and kind of predictable and rehearsed. Yeah, with I, I don't, I don't get to go find cool new loot, right? So I'm genuinely curious, like how how hard is it right now to get a new player into the Crucible and Destiny in a way that they feel like they can enjoy themselves? can't get any of my new friends to come to destiny since sunsetting because it's too grindy to catch up right they're always going to have that problem of trying to fill the funnel with new people and i think crucible is one of the most challenging aspects of filling the funnel the pve oh come on you start at a good level you grind you do the things you get the things like the pve funnel that's easy yeah just jump in and just start doing stuff the new, the new light player acquisition funnel is probably way healthier than it used to be. That's what I said earlier this week. I'm tired of the grinding for that 1% build that will make me competitive. It's why I like Sea of Thieves grind and the Final Fantasy grind. Most of the people in the Crucible last night didn't even have armor mods equipped. Kind of odd. Maybe there's lots of new people in there playing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Does that mean that the cheaters in Destiny will be left behind, or will they migrate over? Oh, you better believe. You better believe that both Splitgate and Halo Infinite, they better figure out anti-cheat, or they're going to be in the same frickin' boat. They're going to be in the same Cheatville boat. I hope they've got some really good ideas. Didn't they do an interview where they talked about something like that with Slipstream? There's something in the engine where they're, they're going to use to like try to detect and find cheaters. I disagree. All the content is is to get you to Grandmasters in Rage, which you need certain weapons for. But the, the majority of the player base just grabs bounties and lives in the, in, the, in the patrol. The patrol area in Strikes is where most of the PvE player base lives because it's just really fun and accessible and it's just, it's just easy. It's free, you know, it's laid back. Core of the arena shooters days are down the drain and gone. So Splitgate being branded as such, if they survive for a year or two, I'd call that a success. Well, I disagree with you. I think arena shooters are coming back. And I think Apex Legends Arenas, Halo Infinite, and Splitgate are going to be your top three. I think they're going to be your leaders. I'm telling you right now, arena arena shooters are back. Battle Royale is is gonna is gonna is gonna is gonna recede a little bit. Battle Royale's not going anywhere. It's not dead. I'm not being hyperbolic. It's gonna recede. I believe the tide is shifting. I believe the tide is shifting. 
You also have the dedicated PvP player, content creator base, that aren't excited about the PvP announcement. If you look at the tweets, videos, they seem to be taking a wait-and-see approach and why. Because for five years they've been burned, and they end up in disappointment. If there's an exodus because of Halo and Splitgate, it's all on Bungie this time around, and remember, it can't be half-baked. I I, I 100% agree with Dolphin's take. I think people now are... They're like, you have said these things before. We have been here before, and Crucible is still in a bad place. Who's in charge? Now, Eugene made a great point yesterday. They're hiring people to help with the Crucible. That's great. Do you want to know what that means? Do you want to know what that means? It means you're not going to see results for that for at least a year or more. So... Again, it's this out on the horizon, doe-eyed, like, oh, it's all it's the good. The good things are out there; they're coming. I saw Tyler playing Fortnite yesterday. Just a fraction of viewers. Well, I mean, uh, th- th- yeah, I mean, uh, even in the streaming world, you can't be king forever. I find it sad that one of the best PVE scout rifles is given to players in the new light quest, and there's no other way to target grind. Oh, really? Crucible is tired of lip service. They want results. Yeah. I I think that they thought trials... I honestly think, and this is why you have to be careful with when... I'll I'll tell you something. As somebody who covered that game for five years, and I would buy in and drink the Kool-Aid because they'd be really excited about something, let me tell you something. My daughter will get really, really excited about a drawing that she made. Her excitement doesn't mean it's a Van Gogh, okay? Like, her excitement doesn't mean that the drawing is a masterpiece. And I bought into their I bought into their excitement. I drink the Kool-Aid. Man, Bungie's pumped, dude. They, they believe in this. And then it would drop, and I'd be like, what the frick is this? And I'd be so disappointed. And I'd be so irritated. I'd be like, man, this was supposed to be a big moment, a turning point. This was supposed to be better. Sunsetting is a perfect example. As we've said, he doesn't need the views. I just saw that he's in a new right. He's oh, he really? He's in it. Good for him, dude. That was probably so fun. Why you gotta burn your daughter like that? Do you know what I'm saying though? Like, just because Bungie's excited, they've been really excited before. Do I need to remind you? Speaking of tweets, do you remember the tweet? Do you remember the tweet from the raid guy who was so excited about sunsetting and what they were going to be able to give us because of sunsetting? Did his excitement translate into and bring that to fruition? No, it didn't. They get excited a lot. And I think it's totally fine and noble. It means they're pouring their heart and their passion into whatever it is they're building. But boy, oh boy, their excitement and their belief doesn't always translate into what we're hoping for. That guy was pumped. He was so pumped about sunsetting. And then the raid gear in Beyond Light was just... It was ho-hum. It was, it was good, but... We didn't get, we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. They were excited about Trials, says Ashen. Exactly right. They were excited about Gambit. They hyped up Grandmaster Nightfalls. That's exactly right. 
just be careful. Just be careful. 343 security engineer Michael Van Kuypers on anti-cheat said this, Our anti-cheat philosophy is to make cheating more difficult in ways that don't involve kernel drivers or background services. We've done a lot of securing the Slipspace engine and developing novel ways to protect and change the game to slow down cheat development. When people do cheat, we're focused on catching them through their behavior and not from data that we've harvested from their machines. Combating cheaters is an ever-evolving arms race, but we're making the tech investments needed today to continue to fight for years to come. I'm really anxious to see how that plays out because that that could be a bunch of corporate speak you know that sounds great but that's that's uh, that, that's that could be a bunch of corporate speak to make us think oh this is why you don't have front-facing anti-cheat because you're playing magic tricks in the background you know what i'm saying bungie said similar things and it didn't it, nothing has, and they haven't they have barely made a dent into in stopping people from cheating you know I hear that and I think, okay, let me see it in concept. I need proof of concept. How exactly are you going to have engine level detection and adjustments? You know what I mean? 343 let you switch off anti-cheat on the Master Chief collection and play with other modders and cheaters if you wanted. Oh. I hope it's not we review all our bands. Right. Dedicated server though, Eugene, means they can actively monitor behavior. So, um, you know target acquisition speed movement um, all those things would set off alarm bells so you can monitor behavior a lot easier when you have dedicated servers so I'm 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 giving them a slight little teeny dose of the benefit of the doubt to be like okay let's see what you got because you do have dedicated servers Bungie doesn't that's one of the main problems most of the cheats that people get away with in Destiny they get away with them because Bungie can't check client side they have no idea what the frick you're doing generating ammo and flying around like Harry Potter and they're like it looks good like they can't they can't see what you're doing a dedicated server changes the game but but again I got to see proof of concept. Like, let's see this in action. If I if I'm in a game and I I can tell someone's cheating, and all of a sudden he goes bye bye, I'm like, hey, it's working. You know, you don't play Desi nowadays. You come in to do your chores and then go to a different game. What was it that I stopped playing the day that it started? What event was that? Was it the Christmas event? I couldn't get an ingredient to drop, and I was like, I'm done. I put the controller down. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It feels like homework. I don't want to do this. As uh, you know, yeah, it's a Christmas event, Sven. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this, dude. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's homework. Yeah, it was the dawning. I was like, I'm not doing this. Absolutely not. I was like, I'm. T- I'm so tired of the of the homework. I'm tired of the of the of the, of how this feels. I didn't like the way that it felt. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Are you guys submitting questions? Let's see. We could maybe start to bring some questions in. Let's, let's bring back the old days. We only at the moment, okay, we at the moment only have two questions submitted. So if you're a paying member and you want to bring back the old days of getting to pick my brain about destiny, today's the day to do it. Submit your questions with the question command in chat. You do need to be a paying member. Listen, if you're enjoying the show this morning, hit subscribe and the bell button. Do me a favor and do that. I'm a safe for work broadcaster. We do variety gaming news coverage every day of the week in the morning, and then we do gameplay in the afternoon. 
and I'm going to say something directly to the people that don't come here anymore. I know you're here. I know you're like, oh, Destiny. Listen, come back Monday through Friday. It's the same show. Hit the join button. Get your emotes again. Submit your questions. We, we talk about everything. We've talked about all of the games that have been coming out, all the gaming news. It's the same show, all right? Don't just show up when I'm talking Destiny because it's not going to happen all that often, all right? This has been like an every two or three week occasion. And obviously, Splitgate and Halo are driving that conversation because I played Halo and Splitgate and immediately saw, my goodness, like, this is, this is, this spells trouble for a game that I played and covered for five years. I'm very familiar with, uh, with the similarities because it's, how are you, how are you not familiar with the similarities? You know what I mean? Yo, Steezix hitting the join button. Thank you so much. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff welcome back we appreciate you very much guys smash the like button take our poll in the chat as well we want to hear from you you in the audience if you want to talk in the chat you got to be a subscriber 344 votes is Splitgate and halo infinite a threat to crucible player numbers what do you think am i barking up crazy town here or or am i uh, am i on to something am i on to something Thank you to the new subscribers this morning. Seeing that subscriber count go up is always exciting. Thank you so much. Speaking of gaming, I'm hoping Marvel vs. Capcom 2 gets remastered. Oh, I never could get into those. I just can't do the fighting thing. Bungie's the perfect embodiment of driving around with your check engine light on for far longer than you should. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm st- I'm gonna steal that. That's pretty good. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yo, what's good, sorcerer? How are you? Destiny 2 PvP is already in trouble all by itself. When Halo releases, I'll likely never touch D2 again. That's my point, Noxify. That's my point that I think people are missing. I am not trying to create some phantom in the room like, here comes Halo, Destiny's in trouble. No, the PvP situation in Destiny has been bad for years. It's been bad for years. It's like, you could have a really, really bad portion of your foundation on your house, and for years you ignore it, and the cracks slowly spread, and they slowly get worse. And all it takes... All it takes is a flash flood to really show you, oh my gosh, we should have fixed that. We should have fixed that, that that part of the foundation. And I am of a belief that the ignoring of the crucible for the last two years, that you're going to see a flood of Exodus when Halo Infinite comes out. It's, I believe it's already happening right now. I believe that Splitgate is already pulling people from the Crucible. I believe, we haven't even talked about this, I think Apex Legends Arenas is pulling people from the Crucible. I think that. I I do. I believe that people like the nice... Because if you think about the type of player that enjoys Destiny's shooting mechanics, man... How do they not like Apex? That that's that's the tight that's Titanfall shooting mechanics. Titanfall is one of the only shooters in existence that comes close to feeling as good as Destiny feels. You know, Destiny feels amazing. You're underestimating how good Destiny PvP is when it's really on point. Brother, I shoutcasted trials for 
a month every weekend on my on my esports casting desk split screen I know I did a tournament with G1 and I shout casted with those guys I know how good Destiny's PvP can look and feel believe me I do like I I launched I launched a show and one of the flagship pieces of the content was me shout casting Trials of Osiris but I'm telling you, that's not enough to stop what's coming. Try, think about how bad Trials is. Think about how good it could have been. <laughs> Do you want to know why I stopped covering Trials? Because of the cheating and the overall mood about Trials went into the toilet and it took like three weeks. That's all it took. So, don't you, you got to put questions singular, uh, Marco Marco Susano? You got to put questions singular. You put an S at the end there, and so Nightbot's not going to recognize the command. So, um, you know, what we could do we could create an alias for the command that would work. Can't we do that? We can create an alias, uh, so that. If people sometimes put a period at the end, let's see if that works. Sometimes people put a period at the end of question. Blast into Clank's limited time event challenges. There's a limited time event in Ratchet and Clank? Oh, no way. When's it happen? August the 6th of the... Oh, they just did it! Dive into PS4. Wait, is that for the new game or is that for the old game? Dive into Clank's limited time event stacked with cosmic challenges and exclusive rewards for Fall Guys players. Oh, it's in Fall Guys. Adorable. That's adorable. I thought it was a I thought it was a limited time event in in Ratchet and Clank. I got very excited. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I I I hope I didn't get everybody excited who likes that game. I'm sorry. It's in it's in Fall Guys. I apologize didn't realize it was for fall guys yeah i was like oh my word that's such a cool idea um <clears throat> so all right let me let me let me get the questions up on screen let's 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 bring back let's bring back the old hang on a second let me let me get the uh i gotta go into studio mode and go to the rundown um we're just gonna put destiny to pvp wait whoops that's the wrong thing i clicked on the wrong uh group there we go uh destiny 2 pvp who is texting me oh my pharmacy i was like what the frick usually my wife's texting me throughout the day uh jedi fallen order 2 is also that might be too long Jedi Fallen Order 2, and then Activision uh, Cheats. Activision Cheats. Uh, whoops. There we go. Yeah, oh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 did fit. Okay, okay. So this is our new format for Q&A if you've not been here in a while. So if you're a paying member and submit a question, this is what it looks like. This is where it ends up. And uh, we appreciate it very, very much. 
those of you that are paying members you do not have to be a paying member to talk in chat use our discord or get a response from me i don't do that i respond to basically as many people as i possibly can you know i honestly think splitgate might be the bigger threat we do have to remember how much smaller the xbox population is you have to understand though uh kaganeko that halo infinite will also be on pc you know does Fallen Order look extra pretty on the Series X? Has that has that update gone out, guys? There was a, there was a next gen update Zabair for Jedi Fallen Order. Was it just announced, or did they actually officially push that update out? We covered that, and I can't remember if it has indeed gotten pushed out because I know they said they were doing it, but I don't know if it's if it's actually been made available as like a, it was a it was going to be like a free download, like a free update. So. Zith- Zintho says it went out last month, I believe. A- Atwood said it's been out for a month. Jedi Fallen Order is Xbox Series Enhanced. There you go, Zubair. Well worth, well worth playing. Jedi Fallen Order is the reason I played Sekiro. Um, it's also the reason I, uh, I, I have a decent handling on getting into like Dark Souls and stuff. Which, if you want to see me play Dark Souls, we do something every Friday called From Friday. Uh, it's our way of working our way through from software games in anticipation of Elden Ring. Um, so make sure that you're here for that. Dark Souls 3. It's getting tough. It's getting tough, but we're getting stronger. Uh, Butter says, I think Halo has a bigger chance than Splitgate to take D2 PvP players. What do you think? You know, th- this is the- this is why I-, I bring these two games together. Because I actually think together they're a giant threat to Destiny. There are Destiny players that are looking for Halo for the last five years. They've wanted a gun-only mode in Destiny. They want a- Super's abilities and exotics nerfed into the ground, okay? There are players within the Destiny community that have essentially been arguing for... They've essentially been arguing for Halo for the last five years. Okay. Um, the alias you set to the command of question uh, does not exist. What? Did I jack up the command? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, let me get rid of that alias. I think I just jacked up the command and it's not working now. Hang on. I'm just going to remove it. All right. The alias is gone. Try again because you tried and it didn't work. Bulldog. Bulldog, you also got uh, a a glitch. Hang on. James got a glitch. Sorry. You guys are going to have to resubmit. If Nightbot said something to you like that. um, um, Oh, Mr. Havoc, I got your question through. James, your question, does a game like Splitgate and Halo Infinite bring the fun back? That one got through, so you're good, but Bulldog, your question did not get through. So you're good You're good now, Havoc. Your question came through. Nightbot was still getting the questions even though Nightbot was giving you an error message. I apologize. I'm not sure why this, the alias shouldn't have done that in any case. Um... The reason, the, the reason I put these together is, as I was saying, there, there, there's a portion of the player base, and Nawe is like, stop talking about me, right? There are those of you here right now, and friends of yours, and people on the forums that have always been like, hey, 
we want gun only, we want gun skill, we want abilities and supers and powers to be going away. Um, you know, there, there's all these there's all these influences in their mind that they basically want Halo in Destiny. Those people will likely, I think, I think that they will really enjoy Halo Infinite. I think the technical test got a lot of praise and a lot of good response from people and it just gave people a taste of that game and what it's going to bring and you got to think 343 must be pretty confident in their product to let people see it this early okay and to let people play it in front of others and let people upload and stream and everything else okay secondly there are people in destiny's pvp that love the gunplay the movement and the arena style but they can't stand the peer-to-peer, the inconsistencies, the lag, the cheating, the whatever, right? We'll call those the people that they're tired of the rough edges, okay? There's the people that want Halo in Destiny, but there's the people that are just tired of the rough edges. They're like, this game's been out for far too long, this stasis crap, this new exotic, the ghost bullets, the lag, the latency, whatever, okay? I think those people are very much, very likely to enjoy Splitgate. It's crisp, it's fun, it's reliable. Heavy is good, heavy is reliable. It's good. It's a reliable, tight, crisp arena shooter. So I think those two people, there's a lot of those people in Destiny's Crucible, and both Halo and Splitgate are standing there saying, we're better. We can give you what you've been looking for. We're, we're, we're here. We're right here. And I do. I think a large portion of those, of those people are going to walk away. And here's the kicker. Will they come back to Destiny at some point in time? Yes, they will. The question you have to ask is, Will they be able to tolerate all the things that drove them away? Jones Jr. with another new membership. Man, thank you so many members today. We would love to get up to a thousand members. If you've never done a paid membership on YouTube, it's very similar to the purple platform. You get a badge, you get emotes, you get increased access in our Discord. You can submit questions all throughout the week. A lot of people make you do like super chat every time you want to ask a question. Not me. If you're a member, you get to do that every day. So welcome Jones Jr. I feel like Lono just called me two different people. Maybe that's why I don't play Destiny anymore. I'm telling you, the real question is not whether or not people are going to try Splitgate and try Halo Infinite. They're free. They're going to try those games. Especially Halo Infinite. Question's not whether or not you're going to see a big exodus when Halo Infinite lands. It's going to happen. The question is, will they come back and be able to put up with peer-to-peer connections, space magic, all the nonsense, all the things that kind of drove them away. That's the real question. And my, my personal belief and my prediction is Destiny Crucible numbers will be permanently, they will be permanently harmed by both Splitgate and Halo Infinite. I think in a permanent way. This is not a... This is not a Destiny killer discussion as Steven is, is, is projecting onto me. I'm not saying that. I don't think Destiny can be killed. I don't. I don't think Destiny's going anywhere, but I think the Crucible numbers will be permanently harmed. 
and one of the main reasons you know that this will happen at least eventually someday it's happening right now in some of the most popular games what's good at what i'm good it's happening right now in some of the most popular games world of warcraft is having a mass exodus and people are surging over to final fantasy People are leaving other shooters like Call of Duty and Warzone. They're leaving Destiny. And what are they playing? Apex Legends. Apex Arena's ranked is here. And what did I say? I said Apex Legends Arena's has mass potential. And when it landed without ranked, I was like, well, it's dead in the water. The reason Valorant took off so quickly is because Valorant came pre-baked with ranked. And what happened as soon as they brought ranked to Apex Legends Arena's? All of a sudden, you got guys like Crafty grinding Apex Legends Arena's all day. You see? You can't stay king forever. You can't stay king forever. There's not been... There has not been a five-star, top-rated arena shooter on the landscape to tell tell those waning, frustrated, irritated Crucible fans, hey, the grass is greener over here, buddy. That hasn't been available. Your choice if you leave Destiny... Think about this. Just think about this from an experiential, okay? Think about this from an experiential standpoint. They're the only ones grinding arenas? I don't know. A lot of, a lot of big guys were playing Apex. My assumption was that they were grinding arenas. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have assumed that, but a lot of big streamers are suddenly setting their sights on Apex as soon as Apex has ranked for arenas. In any case... Think about this from an experiential standpoint. Let's say that you take a big break from Destiny Crucible and you go and play Fortnite or you go and play Apex Legends or Call of Duty Warzone and you have a good time, okay? You have a good time. You have fun. And you play for a couple of weeks. Do you want to know what happens when you go back to Destiny? It feels good because you were playing a completely different game. You were playing a BR you were playing a third-person shooter like Fortnite with building, right? Oh, Tim, Nick, Tim, and Courage were playing the normal ranked Apex. Give it time. Give it time. I'm, I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm holding to my prediction. They will. They, they'll end up in arenas. I think arenas is the next big move. I think that's where the sands will shift. Just give it time. I, 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 I think my prediction's tight. I think it's a solid prediction. It's just one of those ones I have to wait on, right? When I would tell people, like, this is going to get nerfed. Just give it time. And then it happened. (laughs) So, but if you came back from Battle Royale, you'd be like, oh, well, I mean, this is Destiny. This feels good. This feels fresh. This feels nice. Okay. If you go and play Halo Infinite, if you go and play Splitgate, that's an entirely different thing. That's an entirely different thing. You're going to go back to Destiny and those games will expose the shortcomings, the flaws, the frustrations. It's like when you're dating somebody and they're not really a match and you're not really happy with them. And all it takes is one friendly cashier to make you think, what the frick am I doing with this person? One little flirt session with somebody in the public and you're like, man... I wish my boyfriend or girlfriend looked at me that way and talked to me that way. It's all it takes. You go home, can't get out of your head. Can't get that out of your head, man. Oh, that girl was cute, man. She gave me her number. Oh, man. Why am I with 
Why am I with this person? Do you see? You come back home from Battle Royale and Destiny's sitting there on the couch and you're like, yay! Right? Because there's no point of, there's no direct point of comparison. Boy, oh boy, you play on dedicated servers for a couple of weeks and you got that tight, nice, click, click, boom, boom, shot, shot, shot. You get that really, really tight feel and you go back to Destiny. I don't know. I think it's going to be harder to swallow those flaws. Do a food analogy, not a dating one. You go to a five-star restaurant and you have a steak prepared properly, it's going to be a lot harder to go back to Roadhouse and buy their their cheap de-thawed steak, pre-cooked de-thawed steak. You go to a five-star, super expensive restaurant. You have a ribeye prepared properly, and then you go to Roadhouse, you're like, I can't eat this anymore. If you never do that, then you're happy. It's, I'll give you a video game example. Those of you that thought 30 FPS was no big deal, right? You thought, what's the problem with 30 FPS? And then you played 60 FPS for a week. Going back to 30, you're like, oh my gosh, my eyes have been opened. 30 is terrible. 30 FPS is awful. I can't believe I played this. This is terrible. You get a taste for a tight arena shooter with deadies, and you're going to go back to peer-to-peer Destiny, and you're going to be like, this is awful. This feels like garbage this is why this is why I think both these games come in a package Halo and Splitgate they appeal to the people who have been wanting Halo for five years it appeals to the people that are like I'm just tired of this game just feels so it just lacks polish it's rough it's rough I played Splitgate for 20 minutes and I was like, oh, this is a special game. They've got something here. This is tight. This is responsive. This is fun. Did you watch my 30-minute premiere? Did you? You should have. My 30-minute premiere over on SNTR Gaming. Lono. Having fun. Playing. Instagib. Gun game. One in the chamber. Just laughing ping ping my shots are going where they're supposed to go now when I played the one the one round where it was super slow and boring I got a little tilted I was like this is dumb it's boring you're overplaying it no I'm not I am not overplaying it I'm telling you you will feel the difference and it'll be so much harder to go back it will be so much harder to go back if you think I'm overstating it, all it's going to take is time to see who was right. Time and time again, I would make predictions about the Destiny community and the Destiny player base, and I would tell folks, give it time. Give it time. Do you guys remember the tower event? Do y'all remember? I said it was terrible. said it was bad. Day one, people were like, no, it's not, Lono. You're, you're just being negative. I said, give it time. Two weeks later, everyone's on Team Lono. This tower event sucks. It's hard. It's annoying. Fail rate is booty. Contact public event. This is lame. This is stupid. This isn't good enough. Oh, come on, Lono. It's so much better than the tower event. Two or three weeks later. 
two or three weeks later <laughs> everyone's on team Lono the contact public event sucks overplaying it uh, that's why they have long waiting queues that's right baby that's right you think they got 90 minute queue times just because why because people are bored now here's here's the real ticket here's the real ticket do you remember Titanfall 1 being just suddenly kind of coming out of nowhere and being super popular do you want to know one of the reasons that Titanfall did so well it was crisp it was reliable and there was nothing else to play <laughs> people criticized Titanfall they said there's only 5 guns right I want 28 guns to choose from so everybody can use 3 <laughs> I want 28 guns so that we can ignore 25 of them and everybody runs around with the same 3 right that wonderful contradiction but Titanfall was tight crisp reliable felt good and there was nothing else to play nothing to the point that my friends overplayed Titanfall. I went to play with them like three weeks later. I had a job situation change and my mornings opened up and I was like, I can play with you guys now. And they were like, bro, I am so freaking tired of Titanfall. <laughs> I am so tired of Titanfall. Titanfall wasn't popular. Titanfall 1 did great. It had great player base numbers for a while. What are you talking about? Titanfall 2 is the one that got really, really hurt because of when they launched it. Titanfall 1 kind of came out of nowhere. Its beta was super popular. It was was an excellent game. It was an excellent game. And I'm telling you right now, that's one of the reasons I think Splitgate landed and everyone's like, let's play Splitgate. Let's play Splitgate. Why? It landed on console. It's free. And there's nothing else to play right now. Nothing else. Halo Infinite Technical Test lands and you don't get in and your friend doesn't get in and you're irritated. Well, let's go play Splitgate. The Halo Infinite Technical Test ends. Man, that was so fun. I want more arena shooter. Let's go play Splitgate. Splitgate is in a prime position to to get its footing in the market. If they can get this server thing under under wraps, man, you know what's going to happen? They're, they're gonna they're gonna have all these people that become fans and then when they officially launch they smooth out the edges the UI gets cleaned up and they have like a really good looking battle pass and really good looking cosmetics and stuff I think they're off to the races I really do I think they're in a great spot and I don't think Halo Infinite's necessarily gonna harm Splitgate I think the two will coexist I think they'll almost complement each other in a way you ever you know you ever go to a um, like a strip mall right you ever go to a strip mall and there's like the party store and then right next to the party store is the liquor store, right? I feel like these two are kind of coming together. It's like, this is the more serious. This is the more stripped down. This is Halo. This is more classic feeling. And then Splitgate's kind of the party store, you know? Splitgate's where you go to play one in the chamber and Instagib and there's portals and there you have a jetpack. Splitgate's in a great spot because people that want double jump space magic, but they want it to be reasonable, they want it to be good and fun and fair, those Destiny fans are probably thinking Splitgate is right up their alley. If they go into Halo and they're like, this is two boots on the ground. This is too stripped down. This is too serious. Well, here's Splitgate. Splitgate's sort of like the in-between, right? 
I feel you're wrong that they will coexist. Oh, I don't think so. I think Splitgate's a nice in-between. Think about it. Destiny's a circus, man. It's a circus. There's just, there's space magic, there's flying around, there's stasis, there's all this nonsense. And then there's Halo. Halo's like serious. Halo's very like traditional stripped down. And right in the middle is Splitgate. There's portals, there's jetpacks, there's there's some spice, but it's still a, a, a tight arena shooter. It's like the hybrid in the middle. Bungie bringing three maps over a year is like that wife that denies intimacy for a year and then caves one night and then wants to be called a hero. It, this sounds like a very personal thing for you to share with us, Blaze, and that sounds very uh, specific. <laughs> Something uh, unique being neglected for so long with so many other games since D1 Inception. Uh, and none of them harms Destiny. I get the fear and the concern. I do. And I'm aware the numbers will drop, but I think Destiny will always come back. Destiny has Mantle, at least. Yeah, yeah. I hate I hate the lack of Mantle in Splitgate. I'm like, come on! Like, I get to the very edge. I'm like, dunk, no! And then you fall, because the jetpack just runs out of gas. You know? they need. Ma- I think they need Mantle in Splitgate, but whatever. Here's the thing, Unholy. Here's the thing. There has not been a serious contender in the arena shooter PvP. There hasn't been. You're thinking of all the looter shooters that have tried and failed. And I'm here to tell you, looter shooter genre is probably the single most challenging genre to make a game for right now. Right? Looter shooters, like they, they just keep falling by the wayside when they try. This is why I said... If you're making a looter shooter, just shut the frick up and go hide in a cave for five years and make the best looter shooter you possibly can. I'm telling you right now, somebody will make the the next big looter shooter. It's gonna happen. It, you know, it, it's Division One and Two and 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 an anthem let's forget this competing with destiny crap somebody's gonna make a looter shooter worth playing somebody come on somebody's gotta do it yeah somebody now to the point about numbers and this has happened before since Shadowkeep, the crucible numbers have been more volatile and more prone to quick decline since Shadowkeep. You guys have to remember, I watched the numbers like crazy back then. Shadowkeep maintained great, great Crucible player numbers and the season after we started seeing now that would be a great game. Looter, Shooter, Pooper, Scooper. I, now that's a game that, that, could, that could really take off. So, the, the idea that like the Crucible is is fine, no, it's not. They've, they've seen quicker and sharper declines almost every season. Look how bad Trials has been lately. Like, the idea that they're fine, like, I, I just, I don't know. I think the franchise is fine. I think Destiny's player numbers and their commercial success is not in jeopardy at all. I think the actual Crucible player base numbers are the ones that are in trouble. It's really funny to me that a beta and a tech test drops and we're having this convo. It's not even a... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess Splitgate is a beta. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was supposed to launch and it didn't. Uh, It was supposed to launch and it didn't. Um, You need me to start doing this? 
No, we need to not. We need to not start. St- we can't stream beyond four hours. The files get too large. I know everyone's complaining. I haven't been updating the audio podcast of SNTR presents. If we stream longer than four hours, even a couple of times, it was like four hours and ten minutes. The audio file ends up being too long. You know, I'm not trying to be the Destiny shill that doesn't ever see it dying. I'm, uh, I'm very clear PvP has issues and Halo and Splitgate have awesome things to deliver and the games will bring Crucible players over. I just feel that great feeling of gunplay and Destiny and the builds and the gun adds another element. Uh, I do think, yes, Halo and Splitgate will take people, but I think Destiny will manage. I'm not saying thrive or put D2 in trouble, but I think it will manage. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think it will manage. My... my my position, I am postulating there will be a permanent decrease in crucible numbers. Permanent. Meaning when a new season or expansion lands, the crucible numbers do not hit thresholds that they used to hit. Especially a week later. Because crucible numbers right now are like whoop, and then they go right back down. That's, that's, that's what I think. That's my, that is my position. That's what I'm arguing for. There will be a permanent and noticeable decline in the player numbers. And Big Mad Mo is making an excellent point. Dedicated ch- dedicated servers change the game. You think the gunplay in Destiny feels good? Play Halo and play Splitgate for two weeks and then go back to Destiny? I don't think you're going to say that anymore. Destiny's gunplay will always feel amazing, but in PvP specifically... It will feel different to go back to peer-to-peer. Just like going from 30 FPS to 60, it's tough to go back to 30. It's really tough. You can convert large WAV files to smaller compressed MP3s using iTunes. I, okay, I'll have to look into how to, how to shrink the audio, how to compress them. It's super annoying. The biggest problem is, is we went from uploading like two hour recordings to four hour recordings because I just, I don't like sitting here and having the recording going and I do little 10 minute segments that I record. So it, it just doesn't work. Destiny is updating their servers at the moment. If Destiny gets dedicated servers, some of what I'm saying will 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 have less of an effect, but they're not getting dedicated servers as far as I know. Destiny has the tangible it factor. These other games are great games and are technically sound, but Destiny has something you can't put your finger on. Right, but the Crucible doesn't have that. The Crucible doesn't have that. The Crucible's been having a, a greater decline of players more and more every season for the past couple of years because they've not done anything to it. I think the it factor in Destiny, they have fully secured a very healthy and predictable PvE player base. I don't think you can say that about Crucible anymore. The numbers just aren't there. Was there a sponsor announcement from yesterday? No. I've got stuff all around me in the office the sponsor announcement we're hoping to have the studio ready next week we've got to do a lot i've got to do a bunch of stuff over the weekend we i'll get the only thing i'll tell you is changing lighting with a really nice camera is a dadgum headache and we we did not anticipate how frustrating and and crazy it was going to be to change some lighting uh and and my camera my my camera's staying the same but the lighting was is it's going to look awesome but it's just it's just going to be a dadgum headache Every tech issue is, right? 
Well, they enjoy faster movement, more movement options, faster play in general, abilities, build options. I just think it's going to be really hard to make a case for the fact that, like, you think the Crucible is going to be completely unaffected by these games existing. I just don't I just don't see it. I, I see it being permanent. I see people basically planting their flag in Halo, grinding that battle pass, grinding those modes, using the forge. I see people grinding out Splitgate, climbing the ranks, you know, playing with their buds. If there's a bat there, there is a battle pass in Splitgate. I see that being an issue. No, it's not Elgato. No, 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 no. I'm keeping my fingers crossed again for the renewed focus on Crucible that they've been talking about. Yeah, and you likely... Here's something you have to understand. Do you want to know why my prediction's going to be really easy to see come to light? Because most of what Bungie's talking about is not in the near future. It's not in the near future. It's out in the distant. So there's going to be a year of people basically being like, dude, I'm a Halo guy now. I'm a Splitgate guy now. Like, this has been so much fun. Most of what they're talking about is out in the distant. All the speed talk, while the TWAB outlined like five things yesterday that suggest they are slowing the game back down. I hear new lights. I'm hoping for a specific brand announcement. What sort of arrangement are you going with? You'll see. You'll see. We're, 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 we're going to abandon green screen. You guys are going to like it. And we are we are working with a company that uh, you, I think you guys will be excited about. <coughs> Hey, Rift is coming back, right? Yeah, Rift will save it all. <laughs> Rift will save... If you think Rift will save the Crucible, I, I hate to say this to you, but you're desperate. <laughs> uh, let's keep going through the questions. Echo Hammer, would a game like Titanfall 3 make you consider prominently featuring PvP on your channel? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Both Splitgate and Halo Infinite and Battlefield 2042, especially with that Battlefield portal, we're going to do some really fun stuff with with with, with PvP games here. Right? Did it, did, does Andy Gator make lights? <laughs> Shut up, Hilly. Uh, we're going to do we're going to do some really fun and special things. We're going to create content you can't get anywhere else. We're going to do things you can't get anywhere else. You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. You got big ideas. You got big ideas and big dreams. Titanfall 3, sure. Throw that in the mix if it ever becomes a thing. Right? Split screen will come back. It will. It'll return. Better than ever. We've got we've got really, really fun ideas. Love the no green screen look these days. Uh, how's it going to work with scenes like you're using now? I do have the Elgato uh, green screen. So in certain scenes... Maybe not this one, but like split screen, for example. I'll need a green screen so I can I can use the Elgato. Just kind of boop, 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 and go to a scene where stuff's cropped, you know. Just drag it up. It's just behind me on the floor. It's I mean it's behind me right now. It's up. You can't see the stuff behind it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I want you guys to know that that like we've got a lot of games out on the horizon that we can do some really fun stuff with. Now, you need to know. You need to know. I'm not planting my flag in a single game ever again, but New World and Halo and Splitgate and Battlefield, dude, we can do some really fun stuff. This is a reason for you to do two things. 
become a member and get in the discord okay become a member and get in the discord we're gonna have rooms set up and voice and lfg and all this for all these games we already have a handful of it in there they're already doing community game nights on saturday night become a member and if you are a member get in the dadgum discord you guys want that destiny community thing you want that vibe that we used to have then own it get in there start meeting people start playing together link arms and play a co-op game together whatever there's so many of you we've got over 700 we're nearing 800 paying members get in the discord any tyler anybody can go into the discord if you just want to become familiar with it but as a paying member you get access to a bunch of extra rooms listen for five bucks a month i give you more than than almost anybody in existence on these platforms features like being able to submit questions to a form a very very well-orbed discord i mean we we give a lot for five bucks a month we do we do so but but we don't want anybody to ever feel like you got to become a paying member to be a part of the community i don't I, i i constantly give you the content for free and interact regardless of badge so <clears throat> alright next question Sinos do you think the gaming industry needs a joint effort amongst publishers and platform holders to tackle cheating rather than the individual lawsuits against cheat companies yeah I don't know sorry for all the room questions rooms are sort of my thing it's exciting the suspense may actually kill me this weekend come on sorry brother you have to wait like everybody else um, this is a good question about cheating because uh, you know Activision took down another cheat company that's one of the other uh, news segments we're running with today obviously the Destiny uh, conversation is dominating the, the, the topic and the, and the back and forth but um, the, the case law that may come out of the Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit okay the case law that may come out of that may mean you risk paying a fine if you run cheat software on your computer. Um, what is going on? Why are Google moderators deleting? What are you guys even saying? Yeah, they don't like the word Discord. What is going on? They keep deleting people using the Discord command. I don't think the Discord command works. We got to research that creature. Why on earth would that suddenly be triggering? Look, everybody that's using the Discord command is getting deleted by a Google moderator. Guys, stop using the command. We need to look into what's going on. Um, I don't understand why they would suddenly be against that. Maybe they're... Every once in a while they do this, they update their filtering process and certain words get snagged. Do you guys remember the gun in Destiny called the Xenophage? That word was getting hit by Google moderators for a while. Um, so, Dolphin says, I just played Splitgate. I'm not a PV person, but Hot Pancakes, that game feels and plays awesome. Yeah. We'll have to figure it out. We, we'll, we'll see if we can't get an answer from YouTube as to why they would be against uh, the disc- people typing Discord. I don't understand. Um... I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They're deleting the word, not the command. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I've been in the Discord a VIP member for a while. My position in Discord is just in online. No biggie, just wondering why. Maybe you need to... Um, you might need to sync up with uh, with YouTube. YouTube and Discord get along. They allow integration. Like, our Discord server integrates with YouTube memberships. Um, I don't know. You play against bots, uh, Dolphin, in Splitgate for like, I don't know five games or something, eventually you play against real players. So yeah, in the beginning, you are playing against bots. So it, you, you'll, you'll feel you'll feel like a god in your first, you know, five games. <laughs> Which is a great selling point. I mean, it, it's really smart. It's really smart. They make you feel amazing for your first five games. Um, so... It uh, it's funny. It works. I mean, it works. And then and then you're in. You're like, man, these games, uh, these games feel really, really good. You know, I want to keep playing because you're you're just cruising through. <laughs> uh, so, Atwood's probably gonna ask you guys to hit the like button if we could get 400 likes on the video. That'd be incredible. Roll over to the next milestone. Thank you guys so so much. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are typing, but you guys keep getting bought by the Google moderators. Maybe stop tempting them and trying and to stop testing fate uh, and and just let it ride. Um, maybe we could come up with another command or something. I don't know. Um, uh, gotta go. Gotta get some photos done. Alright, Snow. Good luck to you. Give me about three people trying... Uh, give me about three people typing Instagram... Yeah, I wonder, are they are they filtering other platform? People put the purple platform name all the time, though, and that doesn't get hit. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. It's possible, okay, it's possible that maybe there are bots going around and they're spamming and trying to get people into Discord, and maybe they're just trying to protect against the bots. That'd be my only thought, is that when something like this happens, YouTube is actively trying to filter um, and stop bots, right? There could be um, there could be a, a, a rash of bots going around and doing stuff, and because we run subscriber mode, we might not be seeing the bots. So, it's, it's possible that's what's going on. Um, Oh, Creature just found it. There is. There's a Discord scam going around, and so YouTube is probably trying to uh, prevent that. And so, it's not... Yeah, that makes sense. Because I I thought I saw something like that the other day announced by Discord. They said there was a scam going around. I thought it was a bot that was going around in Discord servers doing it. But... um, Creature says some channels are having the same issue with Instagram. Yeah, there's probably spam bots going around, um, and they're and they're it's and YouTube's just being on guard. They'll probably lighten up in a week or two once they stop the bots. You know, so for now, for now, yeah, that if you do the command, you might get hit. You're not getting timed out or anything. They're just deleting your comment. Um, Sinos, to answer your question about cheating. I don't have the great answer other than like if they can get the case law from the the Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit to essentially establish you you paying like a fine if you get caught cheating. I mean, 
that would be a really, really strong step in dissuading. I, I think a pretty large percentage of people would be like, dude, I don't want to get in trouble. Oh my gosh. I don't want my parents to find out that I've been using, you know, cheats or whatever, like, you know, paying a fine or something. Um, so. Next question. Ashen says, I know the focus is primarily on the PvP side of Destiny, but could Halo and Splitgate hurt the PvE side, considering part of the cycle is getting guns to crap on people in the Crucible? Well, you'd have to ask the question, and you'd have to, you know, try to to quantify this. And this would, this would probably be difficult. You'd have to try to quantify how many people actively fill the PvE matchmaking funnels every day and week and month how many of them actively fill the PvE matchmaking funnels because they're looking for guns for PvP okay and that would be I think the biggest portion of the question that that to me is 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 the question there's also a scam impacting YouTube where the scammers are pinging off Google chat somehow that the email gives them a legit Google address. They've been hitting creators with it. Oh, really? That's not good. Um, um, so so to me, to me, I, I think there's a portion of people that do this. Um, they do. They play PVE so they can get guns for PVP, right? I do. I think there's a portion of people that do this. And, you know, the number of people that would then, like, walk away from Destiny and hurt PvE because of Splitgate and Halo, I don't think that's as measurable. I think there are a lot more people that have been wanting Destiny to play like Halo for the last five years. And there's also the people I described as, like, they're sick of the rough edges. They don't like all the rough edges of Destiny's Crucible. They don't like the peer-to-peer. They don't like the space magic, the, the, the exotics, the whatever. They don't necessarily want Halo, but they, they want something in the middle. And I think Splitgate's in the middle. It offers, you know, a little bit of double jumping, a little bit of movement, you know, jetpacks and portals, but it's still, it's still in kind of a safe, controlled lane. It's still in an arena, you know, there's a tightness to it. So I, I do. I think those types of players are more measurable than the number of players that are helping PvE matchmaking numbers and funnels because they're gearing up for PvP. Um, I don't know. If Halo brings back Warzone of Firefight, that might hurt Destiny's PvE. I'm going to tell you something right now. The hardest portion of Destiny to impact is its PvE funnel. The PvE funnel is I think the hardest funnel to affect because those people don't stop. That's all they do. That's what they play. That's that's their thing. There's a percentage of people that play Destiny that don't even like they don't even consider themselves like a gamer. Like they just play Destiny. They play Destiny and that's it. They boot up, they grab their bounties, they go into the public space, they play some strike, like that's it. That's their that's their vibe, right? I'm very happy with you when I see this. It makes me feel like I should get an ice, uh, get you an ice cream or something. What is that? Let me look at this. Yeah, look how much, look how often that blue and that purple are synced up. 
There's a big desync though on the one one of the most recents, like way more returning. That was that yesterday. Was that was that yesterday? <laughs> yeah. What? No, no, no. What day was that? What day was that? It probably was the Splitgate Halo Day. I don't know. Hundred percent. There is nothing out there that feels or plays like Destiny Two PVE. I don't think you're ever gonna. I don't think you're really ever gonna pull away from the Destiny PVE player base. I just don't think so. That's me, says Dan. Only Destiny. I get frustrated over the years, but it's the only game I play, mainly PVE. Oh yeah. Yep. I don't. I. I. If. If. This is one of the reasons that the people that have tried to do looter shooters have struggled when they try to align themselves with or target the Destiny user base. I just don't think so, man. I I, I think you set yourself up for for failure when you do that. You know? After the TWAB yesterday, PvP is in trouble. You think so? A lot of people seem to be in agreement with me today. You know? A lot of people seem to be in agreement with me today that they uh they're those numbers those numbers are in bad or potentially potentially in bad shape by the way if you're enjoying the show today please click subscribe and the bell button that supports me in the channel and it's totally free subscribing enables you to talk in my chat i'm a safer work broadcaster monday through friday we're here doing a variety gaming talk show and then in the afternoons we do gameplay um so, appreciate you guys being here, smashing like, taking our poll. Our poll asks the question, is Splitgate and Halo Infinite a threat to Crucible player numbers? 682 votes. That's not enough votes. We should have about 1,000 votes by now. If you haven't taken the poll, vote. Let us know what you think in chat as well. Top reply, after playing both Halo and Splitgate, how would you compare for someone that hasn't played either? Yo, Hendrix, live, coming in with a membership. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope. And you deserve dope stuff. Thank you so much for pushing the membership higher. We're trying to get back into the 800s on members. I really wanted to push into the thousands, but we dipped quite a bit in July. We, we took a massive hit in July because I took a trip. We're at 785 members right now. We need 15 more to get to 800. So if you've never become a member to a channel, you can help us hit that milestone today. Um, so to compare Halo and Splitgate, Okay. Halo is more traditionalist arena. Boots on the ground. It's going to have CTF and big team battle. Very tight. Amazing map design. Very good map design. Very responsive. Splitgate feels to me more like the hybrid. It's got a little bit of that Destiny influence because you got like jetpacks and portals. So little bit of that double jump space magic it's there it's it's an influence it's not a copy it's an influence and it just feels more like a party game more like a fun light-hearted but awesome and intense game like i played one in the chamber insta gib and gun game and was laughing the whole time iver bills adding to our number today now we just need 14 more members to hit 800 thank you mr Mr. Bills, Mr. Bill, no! Thank you so much. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Don't forget, as a member, you can submit questions in chat to show up on this page here, and you can get more access in our Discord. Welcome. Welcome to the Rageless. We we do have five tiers of membership. Those of you that are at a tier two or above, we have a VIP lounge in the Discord. 
you can start using that for video game voting go in there and start suggesting games for me to play indie titles and things on the horizon and we'll start to let you vote on what games I play on different days of uh, of the week the longer PvP players are away from D2 the less likely they're going to return says Cat. it only takes about 21 days to break a bad habit <laughs> that's right that's right and that's kind of what I was getting at earlier Cat. is that a lot of these changes that Blackburn outlined right a lot of these changes they're ways away you know a year or more you know and you got to consider during that year a lot of folks are going to walk away and play tons of halo and tons of splitgate you know they take a month off coming back they're gonna be like yeah i don't know what's egg on about it's kind of weather in philippines is kind of bad i'm in phil oh you're in the philippines yeah i don't know i don't know you know egg is in phil yeah um, but that's how I would compare Halo and Splitgate. Ashen Hollow says, has the cheating economy and community gotten too large to effectively just sue and do these power plays? Does it really help? Yeah, I mean, related to the question a little bit ago from um, Sinos, you know, Sinos asked about, do we need, you know, do we need to have a joint effort from all publishers and game companies and such to put an end to cheating? Man, I gotta tell you, I, I I don't know. I, I I feel that it's the, the the Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit might be the most effective land they can get if they can develop case law to charge people a fine if they're caught cheating. Like essentially, put it in, bake it into the TOS of um, both Sony and Microsoft's TOS and Steam's TOS that your card or your payment method on file can be charged if you're caught cheating. You'll be charged a fine. Now that just gets really, really weird because who is actually charging that fine, right? I mean, Blockbuster charged you late fees, right? They did. It was attached to your account and if you wanted to continue to rent movies, you would get charged a late fee. So the fee was something built into their business model. But this law that they're trying to, you know, they're, they're wanting, if they can get this to, to be almost established case law, would be the idea that you are disrupting their business relationships with computer fraud is essentially what they're postulating. So when you cheat in Warzone, in their mind, you are disrupting a contractual relationship because Call of Duty has a contractual relationship with their player base. You agree to their EULA, and when you're playing that game alongside of other people that have agreed to that EULA, disrupting that is a problem. Now, here's the grand irony. If that becomes case law, that you can be fined or it's illegal or whatever to disrupt those business relationships, those contractual business relationships... They just indirectly made it a lot harder for the purple platform to just ban somebody. Why? Because I had an established sort of contractual business relationship with all my paying members. That was like the guy who tried to sue uh, Patreon because it was business disruption. He was like, I had a business relationship with all my paying members and you just took my platform away, right? 
you could get into a situation where, which would be an, 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 a hilarious sense of irony, if Bungie wins this suit and it becomes case law, that could indirectly affect Purple Platform and what they did to me and many other undeserving banned partners that just lost their business overnight. Gone. All those relationships between the paying members and the, and the, and the streamer. Do you see? So you could claim what that guy was trying to claim with Patreon. I don't know if he won his case. I think he might have lost his case. But if Bungie wins this one, it could create a precedent to say disrupting and cheating is a form of contractual business disruption. And you can't do that. Attacking a partnered purple streamer and getting their channel and their partnership taken away from them would be viewed in the same light. You disrupted a contractual agreement, a business relationship. My mildly qualified opinion is that the contractual argument won't fly, and even if it does, I don't think the other circuits follow it. Its precedential value would be limited. Sure, and then who gets to institute the fine? Does Sony or Microsoft get to institute the fine? Who does? Is it the local government? Is it the state? Is it the feds? Who's going to charge these kids these fines or these adults these fines for using for using cheats? Owen Benjamin won? Wait, did he win his case against Patreon? Because then that would be case law for my situation as well as any other partner who's ever been banned. Wrongfully banned really cooking this morning love to see you thank you but is there a eula between streamer and supporter there is between viewer and platform but not between viewer and streamers no it's between them and the streamer i established perks in my discord i established what emotes you got i established what tiers would get i'm the one that built all that those were my emotes that was my discord server i paid for the emotes you see what i'm saying like I established the perks and then you bought. It was me that did that. That's a relationship you had with me. The transaction was something that was built upon the trust and the value that I put out there. A lot of streamers don't do that. They're like, yeah, you just become a member, whatever. They might not even upload emotes. You see, it's it's I'm telling you, if that guy won his Patreon case, then that's that's actually very interesting. I'll have to look into that. In any case, the cheating economy and the rise of cheating, there's only a handful of ways to stop it. You can, you know, you you can stop the cheating companies, hit them in their wallets, and then you hit the cheaters in their wallets because they just bought a cheat that no longer works, right? They they just bought a cheat that no longer works. So you can hit the companies in their wallets and the cheaters in their wallets. And then in addition to that, the 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 real hope would be that they could start to keep people out that get caught. There will be cheaters in video games. There will be cheats available. These are things that will never go away. The real question is, when you catch them, can you keep them out? That's the big challenge. When, when Call of Duty bans over 500,000 accounts, but then they just all come storming back in, what's the, what, what does it matter? Drewsker says, the biggest issue is that it's over a year too late. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's not only a year too late, it's right now, it's just a bunch of promises and vision casting. It's just a bunch of promises and vision casting. They don't... They're not They're not doing anything in the immediate future. 
and they promised renewed focus before they promised that trials would be amazing and none of those things really ended up happening I think unfortunately I think going after cheaters and cheat creators is just an ever ending game of whack-a-mole to a degree yes it is yep which I'm going to tell you how this this is going to impact the industry in a big way okay over the next 10 years what you're going to see is a, a decline in games like Splitgate Think about how special Splitgate is. Kind of came out of nowhere, right? Small companies, small development, and bam, all of a sudden, it's on the rise. Think about uh, Among Us. Among Us, made by a small company, a couple streamers suddenly played, and boom, it's on the rise. Now it's a, it's everywhere. Among Us is everywhere. There's t-shirts, it's a, it's a, it's a household brand. They've got deals with, you know, Fall Guys and other companies. They're doing all sorts of fun stuff, right? I'm telling you right now, I, I think you're going you're going to see a decline in smaller companies wading into the PvP waters because it's just too hard to stop cheaters. You're only going to see major, g- big, giant staple names like Apex, Call of Duty, Halo. Like those will be your the, your mainstays for uh, for PvP. You don't lock your car to stop one from breaking the glass and the alarm. Uh, oh, you don't lock your car to stop someone from breaking the glass and the alarm isn't there to stop someone from hacking it. It's there to stop the easy opportunity, right? I mean, that's the that's the first layer, that's the first layer that you've got to come up with. They've got to just make it really hard on. It's just so easy. Just make another account, make another account, make another account. You got to add layers, right? You don't add layers, then you know, it just it just gets stuck. They just keep coming back in. Silent Warrior says, "Do you think Halo will need a good campaign alongside the PvP to keep?" players attention i think you need both pve and pvp to keep gamers attention i think you're right to a degree i think you're right to a degree i think apex the popularity of apex fortnite and call of duty warzone they're all kind of chuckling at you and thinking that you're adorable right now (laughs) they're like oh it's adorable he thinks we need a campaign right and they don't they don't need campaigns they've been massively successful without campaigns right so I, I, I think to an extent you're wrong, provably wrong, in the industry, measurably, you can measure in the industry massively successful games that don't have any PvE, like, at all. However, I think you're right to a degree, for certain games, you need to have the investment appeal, right? You need to have the investment appeal, and I think that Joseph Staten is bringing his experience with Destiny to bear, I think he knows, I I really, really do. If there's going to be somebody we look back on and say, this is why Halo Infinite turned a corner and why Halo became a 10-year staple again in the year 2021 and beyond, it's going to be because of Joseph Staten. I think his vision for, and and he said this in interviews, he's already hinted at the fact that you're going to start to play the expanding narrative campaign and story elements of Halo. You're going to be doing that with your Spartan. You're going to be doing that with your Spartan. They're going to slowly boil the the frog in the water. They're going to slowly boil the frog in the water. They're going to get you to become invested in your character, right? And then you're going to take that character into the story. Experience with Destiny, LOL. His experience got crap canned. You do understand his supercut got, got, got taken out, but they still used all of his stuff. They just chopped it up. You understand that, like... He was there. He worked alongside 
you know, Hobson, the guy with the PhD in behavioral brain science, like he worked alongside those people to craft to craft destiny. He I think he understands and has a vision for we can get players invested in their character long term. They chopped up everything he worked on and then spread it out. His two-hour supercut, they said it was campy, it had too many cutscenes, um, uh, and it wasn't the game they wanted to build, right? They wanted they wanted that long-term, like, you know, live service thing. So his experience in Destiny, I think he's bringing that to bear on Halo. I do. I think he. I think he's bringing that to bear. It's like, okay, this was their vision. This is what they wanted to do, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take from that everything they've done, everything they've learned, everything I learned while I was there, and I'm going to apply that to Halo. The guy is the guy. Just because his his vision for Destiny didn't align with where they wanted to take it, you think he's a slouch in the industry because of that? I don't think so. He's big name. He's big talent. He had a history with the game and that company before Destiny launched. Staten's veteran in the industry. I, I I think he. I think he's. I don't know. I think they got him and they put him in control for a reason because Halo was in trouble. I think they looked to him as almost like their Luke Smith, like they're pulling him in to like drive the ship because Halo was on on a crash course, on a collision course. Hmm. the reason the lore youtubers had success is because joe couldn't tell the story in the game his concept was amazing yeah you got to remember one of the most praised things about destiny is the writing and the lore and a lot of that came from him that was his artistic vision for the game and the world imagine him bringing that to halo for your spartan and the there were people putting lore in the discord the other night and i was like oh my gosh this is in depth his experience with destiny has nothing to do with it He's brought in because of his Halo experience. If you think that they didn't tap him because of his experience with Destiny, I think you're forgetting that he worked on that game for years alongside of their testers. And again, there's a guy with a PhD in behavioral brain science that worked at Destiny in the testing department to help build their their structures. And so he was there. He was around it. Now, sure, his artistic vision was a linear campaign and their their vision was an ongoing live service game. I think that experience probably is is heavily influencing Halo. I don't see how he could ignore his experience at Bungie and be like, "No, I don't I don't need to apply anything we learned over there." Not only that, come on. You don't think after he left like checking his ex's Facebook page. You don't think he kept an eye on Destiny over the years and watched what happened and watched what they did and how they adapted and how they how they made changes, how they took a campaign narrative-driven game and made it live service? You don't think he paid attention to that? He had a vested interest in seeing, okay, I'm out. You chopped up my work and I'm gone. How are you going to do? Let's see. More than likely, he's paid very close attention to Destiny over the years to see just how well they can pull this off. And to a certain extent, as I've said this morning, Destiny has cornered the market on an ongoing PvE looter experience. They've done a very good job. As much as as much as we we hit the game this morning, I, he's got to be bringing that to bear on Halo. 
And just listen to the way he talks about the investment in your Spartan. He sounds like a bungee guy when he's talking. He he sounds like somebody talking about Destiny. He sounds like he's talking about a Guardian. I don't know. I I see similarities. I see crossover. I see influence. Um, It's hard not to because I played Destiny for so long. So I could be bringing some bias, you know, some biased lenses to the, to the, to the, the equation. But... It'd be hard to think that he didn't pay attention to Destiny all these years and and took notes, you know. Destiny's just going to take time. I think Witch Queen will change the game for future. I think Bungie thinks that as well, right? Being offered a key, Temple of Snack. It releases on the 18th. Oh, okay. It's a snake-like tile puzzle adventure game about exploring and protecting the temple. It launches on the 18th. It kind of looks adorable. The Temple of Snack. Um, it's yeah, it's kind of cute. Maybe it's not cute in the game though. Oh my gosh, it's 3D. Oh, this is we are we are gonna play this. Game. We are gonna play this game, dude. <laughs> We're playing that game. That game looks adorable. We'll uh we'll take we'll we'll gladly accept their key <laughs> as long as nothing else is coming out. Uh, yeah, snack like the meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little, a little uh, sock puppet snake crawling through a temple and keeping out baddies. It looks, it looks hysterical and cute at the same time. Um, let's go to the next question. East Coast Overlord Splitgate has so much to keep track of that being a pro will require an IV of G Fuel and Adderall. Jk, do you think that the first pro team will have a minor? due to concentration requirements you know yeah when's the next clone drone stream look man clone drone in the danger zone is the next big esport being sarcastic but check that game out it's hilarious I bought it for my buds b-day last night he was drunk playing it and he loved every minute I picked it up too it was a blast Yeah, dude, come on. don't sleep on clone drone in the danger zone don't sleep on it alright it's a hit it's a sleeper hit. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's actually hilariously fun. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a good question, East Coast Overlord. I mean, in general, in general, there's going to be, over the next five years, if you are, if you're 15, if you're 15 to 17 right now, yeah, I have a referral code for Splitgate. Just use the Splitgate command. If, if you're in that age bracket, mid-teens to 20s right now anywhere anywhere in 15 to 20 the next five years are your years you got to get in pick a game commit and just start and just start competing and get involved okay because these old these old hats are going to age out the old guys are going to age out all these teams that you're seeing right all these esports teams you see their names and lights they're going to age out and then the and then the road's going to open for you as i've said many times this morning okay you're not king forever. Uh, you, you can you can bide your time. You can bide your time. I'm biding mine, right? You're not king forever. You think purple's gonna be king of live streaming forever? You think you think such and such games king of MMO or PvP or looter shooter? You think they're king forever? No. What's the referral code do? It gives me like in-game currency and Splitgate to like buy cool stuff. So. A lot of you guys have been using my referral code, so I haven't even logged in to see how many points I have. Um, these, like he isn't old. These old hats. Well, 
No, I am old, but I'm not in esports. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be Tony Romo. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I never even played. E- I played in one esport tournament. I'm already retired. That's it. Right? <laughs> I'm more like Tim Tebow. Right? I played one time, one game, one pro game, and now I'm out. Actually, I think didn't he just get drafted? In any case, no sports ball talk. No sports ball talk. I want to be in the booth. Right? I want to be in the booth. I don't want to be on the field. Okay. These old hats are going to age out, and the and the and the road's going to open for you, young bloods. So you know, seize the day, carpe diem, and all that. We still got super young guns in the driver's seat in these directories. Symphony, Aiden, Bugga, these guys all have uh, have all the time in the world to pivot and evolve. Yeah, and in five or six years, Sven, they'll be old news. Super successful, set for life, established brands super supportive fan bases they'll be totally fine but in five to six years all those really really smooth skinned adorable young men they'll be older (laughs) they'll be a little bit slower you know they'll age out they'll age out they always do it's like it's like watching sports right you know right now you know right now all those young pretty boys that hit the field in 10 years somebody else takes their place maybe less especially if there's if they're a running back you know yeah what do you get what do you get out of a running back what do you get what do you get five years seven I don't even know how many seasons do you get out of an all-star running back before he, he he can't do it anymore his knees give out it's too hard the trenches are too hard on him father time is undefeated that's right that's right. You never need to look at a directory of young bloods competing and think, "Oh, I couldn't I couldn't get up there." Sure you could. Sure you could. If you're if if especially if you know kids right now that are 15 or 16, man. Put the put the work in. You could get in there, you know. The average running back lasts 2 years, maybe 3. Really? I was going to say three, but I thought, well, that's too short. That's too short. But I'm, I'm remembering the days of of uh, of running backs that, you know, Metcalf up the middle for the Cleveland Browns. Like, you know, they ran that poor guy into the ground, you know, or Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders. I don't know how many seasons they have. I felt like they lasted longer than three years, you know. Bo Jackson wasn't wasn't a human, though. I think I think that that was our first experience with extraterrestrials. Same with Deion Sanders. <laughs> the way those dudes could run. But, you know, that's the idea is that, you know, you'll, they'll age out. They'll age out. They all, everybody does. <clears throat> you also remember the people who succeeded. Yeah, that's true. Steezix. Halo versus Destiny for their seasonal content. Bungie has the advantage of PvE and PvP to keep players coming back. Will Halo seasons for a PvP-only game be able to keep up with Bungie? Sanders was a cornerback? I thought he was a running back. Oh, well, I'm thinking of... I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Barry. Uh, as my apologies. I was thinking of Barry Sanders, not Dion. I misspoke. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I I, I grew up during that era. I meant Barry. I'm, I'm my apologies. I grew up in the era of, you know, Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and, 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 and John Elway and, you know... I, yeah, I, Lawrence Mecklenburg and all that. Like, I, I grew up in that era. I misspoke. I'm getting old. Sorry. Sorry. Barry. 
I, yeah, I triggered all the NFL fans. Like, Deion Sanders was a cornerback, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Barry, Barry Sanders. Yeah, he was otherworldly, man. Yeah, Barry and Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. Those guys were otherworldly. Um, Jerry Rice used to catch bricks to improve his catching. <laughs> that is spiderweb hands, man. Jerry friggin' Rice, dude. Joe Montana to Jerry Rice deep in the end zone, and he jumps, and he's got... Oh, man, they were so fun to watch. So fun to watch. The San Francisco 49ers. Ah, oh, what a time. What a time. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. You you know, you didn't get to watch the three-peat. MJ get his three-peat for Chicago. You didn't get to watch those games. You, were, you weren't even alive yet. <laughs> These young buds don't know, right? They all care about Bron Bron. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know nothing about Muggsy Bogues. And Alonzo Mourning, you know. Uh, 90s man what a time three peat twice that's right that's right what a time dude freaking sports phenoms the birth the birth of icons you know like we got to see like what is to music like what my dad got to see with like the Beatles and Zeppelin and the Stones and the Who you know my dad got to experience that I got to experience Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson we got to experience icons come to life. That was amazing. I don't care how I don't care how many stats you you, you see from 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 LeBron. Doesn't matter. No one played like MJ. <laughs> no one ever will. No one even moved like him. <clears throat> Let's play for nudes. Those are noodles. What a ripoff. Such an absolute ripoff. Sven and Rad, both of you, just absolute ripoffs, scam artists. Meanwhile, someone somewhere is going on about Bill Russell. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the sports. I love when Michael Jordan scored a touchdown with just two home runs. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, dude. The thing that people don't even realize either was that watching Michael Jordan was incredible, but watching Michael Jordan with Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Kukoc, like, that team was... It was it was magic. It was like watching magic. It was like, what is... This is incredible. Just absolutely stacked to the rafters with talent. Just insane. Like, Scottie Pippen, Kukoc... Dennis Rodman. It was they, they were stacked. They could have benched Jordan and they would have been fine half the time. Yes, Steve Kerr. Oh my word. They were unbelievable. Bill Cartwright. The tower. The tower from the Windy City. Come on. There was a they were so fun to watch. Oh, we loved it. Me and my brother. Half the room. I had I had Charlotte Hornets and he had Chicago Bulls. Split down the middle. Our room was awesome. My brother had like the MJ half uh, 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 the, the the foul line dunk picture, right? Oh, I had cards for um, Larry Johnson, Grandmama, you know, and uh, and Alonzo Mourning and Muggsy Bogues and all that. Oh gosh. Pippen still had disdain for Kukoc for winning a game. 
What a time, dude. Watching live live sports on a little on a tube television over the airwaves. Just magic. Just magic. It's not the same now, dude. I know I sound like those old dudes, but it's not the same. It's not it doesn't feel the same. I don't know. <laughs> those old guys are like, the game's changed, you know, it's not the same as it was. You know. I feel that way when I try to watch it now. I'm like, yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> Sports are the same, you got old. I'm old and busy now. My wife and I used to watch a lot of football and stuff. College football and NFL and yeah, we just don't have time. I wish I had time to watch hockey. I do like hockey. Hockey's really fun. Hmm. Uh, no, I've not seen that The Last Dance documentary. No, 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 no. Kankles McDankles says, For us networking noobs, can you explain dedicated servers and why they're so important? Oh, this is a great question. So for those of you that don't know, dedicated servers refers to... Uh, imagine a computer sitting in a room that you connect with over the internet and somebody else connects to over the internet and then you have a boxing match on that computer okay it is a dedicated server it's a server that houses the match you connect from Texas they connect from Arizona and bam you're on that server and you're fighting okay that dedicated server has things on it that happen. It tracks what you do and what they do. So there's a client to server latency. This is why the closer you are to a server, the better your ping and the better your experience. Doesn't feel delayed or slow or weird. This is why LAN tournaments feel a lot different than tournaments that use the internet because there's latency, okay? Um, oh, I didn't answer Steezix's question. I'll go back to it, Drew. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped over his question. We got on sports ball. Um, now, a dedicated server is one of the best ways to have a, an online gaming experience because connections are smoother and they're better and they're not as manipulable. Uh, it, it's just a better experience. Peer-to-peer is when instead of you and the guy connecting to a computer one connects to the other so imagine you're selected as the host well the guy from Arizona connects to you directly peer to peer client to client and now you have what's called host advantage when you do something it's immediate when he does something there's delay like you have host advantage there was host advantage in Gears of War for years and it meant whoever had host advantage could just freaking Godzilla stomp around the map it was ridiculous right so, um, dedicated servers are significantly more reliable and better, and and overall, the, the industry standard now. If you play Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Apex Legends, Halo Infinite Technical Test, Splitgate, you are playing on dedicated servers. When you're playing Destiny's content, you're playing peer-to-peer, which is why it... I don't think it I don't think it, I don't think Destiny's PvP has legs long term unless they get dedicated servers. Steezix's question about okay, Halo versus Destiny for the seasonal content. Bungie has the advantage of PvE and PvP to keep players coming back. Will Halo seasons for PvP only game be able to keep up with Bungie? 
This is where I don't necessarily see a direct correlation of competition for a couple of reasons. People that primarily only play Crucible or only play PvP games, they love Apex, Fortnite, Warzone for similar reasons, right? There's stuff to earn, there's a battle pass, there's a season pass, there's things to do, right? And so... I don't think the people that are likely to leave Destiny's Crucible in a permanent way are going to be dissatisfied with Halo's structure. They're going to be like, well, no, this is normal for a PvP-only game. Now, in addition to that, I also think Halo has thought about the idea of getting you to come back and getting you to play and getting you to become invested. They are being thoughtful about that. Joseph Staten made remarks in interviews about the idea that, like, you're going to be playing expanded narrative experiences with your Spartan. Um, I think they're going to eventually put, you know, they're going to put, um, uh, they're going to put the, the, the Master Chief out the pasture. I think you're going to start playing through the story experiences as your Spartan, getting armor and updates and custom things for your Spartan. You're going to customize your AI and what your AI sounds like and looks like. I think they're going to turn Master Chief into an AI. He'll be a voice you can, you know, they're going to immortalize his voice in the game as an AI, and you're going to start playing the expanded Halo story a year from now or whatever. You'll be playing as your Spartan, right? Do you think what we are getting for Crucible is good enough, given the time frame we are getting these new maps and modes? No, I don't. I think Crucible's in trouble, and I think Bungie knows it. I called it a preemptive postcard earlier. I think Bungie knows, and this is not like a surprise, but I think Bungie knows a lot of you dedicated Crucible players are going to try out Halo Infinite. You're going to try out Splitgate. And they're sending you a preemptive postcard. Hey, we're doing a bunch of great stuff later just so you know. So while you're over there hanging out in Halo land and Splitgate land, just know, in a while, we're going to bring back maps and mo- new, there'll be new modes and there'll be Rift and, you know, we're going we're gonna to really increase our commitment to Crucible. And they're hoping that that's enough to make you come back and try out Destiny. I don't think the question is whether or not people are going to leave Destiny's Crucible for a time to play Halo Infinite. Right now, there's a lot of people already doing it to play Splitgate. I don't think that's deniable. That's going to happen. The question is, how many will come back to Destiny and how many will find Destiny still enjoyable at that point in time? My prediction is that many of them won't come back at all and those that do, there'll be a percentage that are like, I don't like this anymore. This doesn't feel good. The peer-to-peer is just meh. The space magic is blech. So, they expect to lose numbers as Zubair, but they want to keep it as a separate vacation and not a divorce. That's right. And I'm telling you, it's like taking a vacation to San Diego and deciding, I'd rather leave here. I'd rather live here. I like it here better. And there will be people that move. Permanently. They'll come back and visit. They'll be like, alright, let's check out what they're doing. They'll be like, nah, I just don't like this game anymore. There's a lot of reasons that's going to happen. Franchise fatigue. You get exposed to dedicated servers, you get exposed to another game, and you you get the itch and you enjoy it, it's going to make Destiny feel different and not as good. There will be people that go and play Splitgate, and that go and play Halo Infinite, and they're like, it's not Destiny. Destiny's infected them too much. They're going to be too 
predisposed to that I want it to feel like Destiny and there will be people that never ever leave they'll always come back they're in the Hotel California situation you made a good point about how you won't be king forever at some point you'll be overtaken that being said how long can Halo be king Halo always gets called out as king uh, and was around well before Destiny oh I don't know how long Halo can be king I don't even know if Halo will be king what if all these games just start to split split that, that arena shooter community and no one's really a measurable king? That's another reason Destiny's PvP can be in trouble because there's going to be so many options for arena-style shooter. Apex Legends arenas, Splitgate, Halo Infinite. Like You're going to have three other games to basically take up your time if you like them. PvP and Destiny is just so archaic. Uh, they'd have to add so much more in order to compete with Halo Infinite. Yeah. Halo was king until 4. Destiny PvP was never good, let's be honest. I tend to agree with that. I just don't think it's ever been that impressive. I don't think they've ever really landed the plane. I said this when I covered the game. I'm not I'm not being this sub like you know, bias-laden cheap shot taker. I said, I don't know why people think they're ever going to get it right. I said this when I, I made a video in 2019. I thought they were getting rid of the Crucible. Ah, uh, they were getting rid of the Crucible. Didn't seem like they cared about it, right? <clears throat> no, I didn't talk about the Jedi Fallen Order 2 topic just yet. No, huh? And Halo PvP isn't archaic? Well, it's not even really about when he uses the word archaic. I, I, I would, I take that to mean the peer to peer. I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I think for a lot of people, it's going to be like going from 30 FPS to 60 FPS. Play a couple weeks on Deadies, and, and then go back to peer to peer, and you'll know what I mean. I always told people, until you experience 60 FPS, you won't know what I'm talking about. You think 30 FPS is fine until you experience 60 FPS. You think Destiny 2 peer-to-peer is fine until you experience Deadies for a, for a while. And then you're going to come back and be like, oh, this is, I don't know. <laughs> no. Get a couple trades. You know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have an impact. Kangles McDankles. I answered your question. Marco Sasano. I recall you being very excited about Blackburn taking the reign of the franchise. How can Bungie retain player engagement for a decade? I like Blackburn. Um, I don't know if he. I don't know if he ever took any shots at me or said anything when everything happened. You know. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if I'm if I'm wasting, you know, compassion or praise on someone who doesn't deserve it. But I always liked him. I always thought he had good things to say. Even though I strongly disagree with his endgame philosophy about raids and tokens and the raid timer and people being alive when a raid encounter is beaten. I don't I, I don't I don't agree with his endgame philosophy. I think his influence on endgame has been bad for Destiny, but I think he has good ideas and good vision for other assets uh, and facets of the game. So I think he can be very, very good for the PvE portion of Destiny. Um, his views on raid tokens aren't good and Luke Smith didn't really do well either which is why Blackburn is taking more control now you understand like Luke Smith has more control over the franchise than ever now right he got a promotion not a demotion (laughs) 
they made Luke the Grand Vizier and then they bumped Blackburn into Luke's previous position. Luke's like overseeing creative of the whole Destiny franchise now, not just the video game. He got a promotion. Now, maybe that means a little less management from Luke and a little bit more vision casting, but he did not get a demotion. He got a transfer. He's not the Grand Poobah. No, he is he is he is literally in charge of the entire Destiny creative property. He got a promotion. He went up a notch, not over. What did Blackburn do to Endgame? I never knew this. Blackburn is like the guy behind Res Tokens and Res Timers, and he's defended them publicly and given his reasons as to why they're in the game. Um They changed positions around again recently. Oh, did they really? I was going off the press release from, you know, I don't know, five months ago. My impression is he was starting the media division. I don't know. The way I read it, Die, and I could be wrong, but the way I read it was Luke Smith was becoming like, as you said, the Grand Poobah. Like, he is the guy. He is overseeing all Destiny property as creative director of the entire franchise, not just the game anymore. Blackburn is more hands-on now. Smith is high up, and he's not as hands-on. Right. They're starting media and all that, but Luke Smith oversees all of Destiny. The games, the movies, if there's any, the TV shows, the comics. Yeah. He got a he got a big bump in, in he got a big pay grade bump. I mean he is he's up there now. Um I'll say it, res timers and res tokens ruined Rainer uh, rating, no clutching. Oh yeah, I it, I don't want to go down that lane again. I've ranted about that. Something about the Destiny universe, I think his job title or description had to include media stuff they're doing later. They removed him from game management because he was trash and the community was unifying to call for his firing. So he and his buddy are now media folks. I die. I don't know if that's the read. I, I really don't think so. I, I don't think Bungie gave a rip about people being angry and calling for his firing. Um, I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's it. I, I think it was a promotion. Now, it may be less hands-on, less management, which maybe he's better suited for big vision casting, and maybe his management and decision making, and maybe he was too hands-on, you know. So maybe it is a role shift, and it's more zoomed out. But as I read it, he was in charge of the enti- of all Destiny property, like creative director of all Destiny property. Whether it's a TV show, a movie, a, a trailer, the video game, all of it. Um, his position is over media. Let me check again to confirm, but Blackburn is the one really on the game now. Well, it's it's like going from manager to area manager is how I kind of read it. He's no longer over like the game. He's over all of it. So it was a promotion, which means he is more zoomed out, less hands-on, but it's not like a side side grade or demotion or anything like that. He goes from being a manager to being an area manager, and then, you know, they gave his old position to Blackburn. As, as what Sigmund is saying, I think is true. Media is just part of it. He's the creative director of all Destiny IP. Yeah, that that's a that's a promotion. This is not 
you did a bad job, Luke. Go over there and handle media. We're going to give your job to Blackburn. It's No, you're in charge of like literally everything. So, and video games is one part of his oversight. It's, it's one branch of his his vision that he gets to that he gets to cast and be in charge of. Truman replaced Smith. Blackburn reports to Truman. Oh, really? Justin Truman's the bald guy, isn't he? I always thought he sounded like Gunny. Blackburn is assistant director and Smith is director. I believe, though, part of this was so he was less hands-on. No, you, we can't do links. It's fine, Die. Wh- wh- no, no, whether or not you view it that way, he is less hands-on, which might have been like a look. We, you need to be more visionary, right? You know. Yes, and he has no voice for some reason. Really? Apparently he plans to retire there. Huh. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You guys are talking about something else. He's executive creative director of the Destiny universe now. Before he was just game director. Yeah, and Destiny falls under that umbrella, but that means he's more he's more removed from it and less hands-on. Which I don't believe is a wrist slap or some form of a demotion or something. He still has a state of the game soon, so he's still voicing things. The press release is titled Bungie Prepares for Future Growth in 2021. Yeah, I covered that. We read through it, die. I, I, re- I read that press release with, with this stream here and covered it, and I read it differently than you. I read it as a promotion and not and not like a side-grade demotion or like a, hey, get out of here, Luke. You did a bad job. It's Now, it could be we you're, you're just more fit for, for vision casting, less hands-on. We're going to bump you up to overseeing everything, and we want these other guys to be in the positions to be more hands-on. That's still a pay grade jump, right? It would be like taking a store manager and saying, look, you'd be better for an area manager position. You don't have the greatest rapport with the sales reps and you're not so great with customers, but your experience from your last job and your and your your growth and your ability to drive numbers, we think you're better suited for an area manager position. So now you're overseeing stores, you're less hands-on and you're getting more money so it's a it's a bump but the role change means you're less hands-on like that's how i see it i don't know i don't know why blackburn is the voice of the company when truman is a boss based on our things i've read it seems bungie toxicity might also stem from their ceo yeah i mean their their glass door reviews and everything like i i expect them to be in the news in two to three years with their own lawsuit i I, i'm serious i fully expect it just the things that went on with streamers and things that went on with me, it's only a matter of time before somebody speaks out, blows the whistle, and then an investigation will be well underway. I think it's why a lot of people left. I don't think it was just, like, our visions don't line up. I think people left because of, of the culture there. Um, so... Don't get me started on why Luke Smith got that promotion. He's a WoW guy, and they have inside info on what's happening at Activision, just saying. Yeah, they also want to get into publishing, yeah. 
I think they were well aware of what was going on with Activision for a long time. It was a three-year investigation. And more than likely, they knew they they were they were well apprised and and knew of what was going on at Blizzard Activision before 2018 when the investigation started. Um, so I ranted about that the other day. I, their their virtue is so see-through on that. They were fine with Activision when they were paying their bills. James, does a game like Splitgate and Halo Infinite bring the fun back in PvP? I think Splitgate did that a little bit more for me than Halo because of Sniper Shoddy, One in the Chamber, Instagib, and Gun Game. And I know Halo can have game modes like that, but I don't know. I really liked Halo. I liked Halo a lot more than I thought I would. So, what's up, Mama? Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. He's... Lucas, head of streamer cancellation division. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're trying to become the next Activision, and I think they're a dirtier company. It always happens the same way, right? Like there's there's rumors, there's whistleblowing, there's re- there's glass door reviews, and now we're seeing the investigation. So Purple Platform had the same thing. The Purple Platform had like 15 people last year come out and say all kind of bad stuff was happening. And what happened? Lots of people have left the Purple Platform. So you look at these Glassdoor reviews and the reports of toxicity and an, and an unhealthy culture at, at Bungie and you see people leaving the company. What do you think is going to happen? Same, same thing that happened at Blizzard Activision. It's only a matter of time before the skeletons come out. So... Truman took over creative control of the Destiny game while Noseworthy and Smith are creative leads where they specifically express adding Destiny into other media. I don't think Luke works on the game anymore as much as expanding the game into other media. Well, time will tell because we'll start to see how they talk about them and their roles and what they're doing. I mean, it was a press release, so maybe they'll maybe they'll speak more about it. Why is, Metro- why is, uh, why is Metroid uh, trending? Is it the anniversary or something? Oh, it's the anniversary. I was nervous that Metroid Dread got delayed or something. I was like, no. Um. <laughs> I just left Purple officially this week, but I'll be there once a week because it pays my internet bill. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, there's so much blackballing on Purple and Bungie seems to fit in there. Yeah, because they do the same thing. They do the same thing. They 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 manipulate people's careers privately they, they manipulate people's streaming careers they do 100% a lot of manipulation and background business disruption at purple and between purple and bungie and between big streamers big time it happens all the time uh, Mr. Havoc there are so many things to keep track of in Splitgate that being a pro will require an IV of oh I read this I read this um sorry Bulldog do you think expectations for Bungie should be low due to when leaving Activision and 2020 started cutting back on what they can do? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is kind of a softball that we've kind of, I think, answered about how um, they've, they don't have a good track record with making new maps or new modes. So when they say they've got maps coming, number one, they say they're bringing maps back and Rift back. So that's not new. And number two, when they say new modes... I just don't have a lot of confidence in their ability to make good new modes. They could prove me wrong, but you know what I mean? 
I can't wait for these companies to get what's coming. It makes me think of the passage that says, be sure your sin will find you out. Yeah. With enough with enough time and patience, I'm just going to sit back <laughs> and, uh, and just take a sip of my Rageless Roast, you know, and watch it all. Watch all the fireworks. Um, hey, hey, one of the maps is brand new. <laughs> uh, um... David Smith, there, there's a PVE sci-fi looter shooter on the horizon with a sprinkle of space magic. It's third person, but what gameplay loop do you think it would need to pull away from Destiny's PVE players? Yeah, the question alias was broken. Duplicate question. Oh, okay. That's okay. Um... Yeah, we got some duplicates in there because of that error that was happening. That's my mistake. Sorry about that. Um, man, yeah, the, 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 you got to nail two things. You have I, this is what I think you have to nail for two things. You have to nail two things for a looter shooter to get off the ground and to have longevity. Okay, number one, your gameplay loop has to be phenomenal, and it and that means it's got to feel great play great it just simply does so if it, the, the issue with third person for looter shooters that I have is that it immediately breaks an immersion point for lots of players it immediately breaks an immersion point I think a lot of people are like if you make a looter shooter I really, really want it to be first person. Now, Anthem did something that was special that could have been great. I mean, if they would have actually had a well-built endgame, I think Anthem could have been very successful. But they had a good core gameplay loop, and it looked fun, and it was fun, but they had nothing behind the curtain. There was no depth. There was no endgame. Um... What's the betting that the one map is a broken mess which gets pulled from trials after 12 hours asking for a friend? <laughs> uh, so you gotta nail the content loop so however you get to see the armor. Yeah, see, I, 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 and, and see, I vibe with that human type person. I vibe with seeing the armor. I'm like, oh, look at me. I look awesome. I like third person. But there's a ton of people that don't. They just immediately are like, nope, I don't want to play it. This is one of the reasons that Destiny has such a smart mix. One of the most memorable moments, and I've always cited this, was me seeing a guy run around with a gun, and then he went up into the animation and he did the Nova Bomb. I think Bungie straddles that line. Great gunplay, super immersive. The guns look awesome and feel awesome, but I periodically get to see my character do something dope. And when you pull up the menu, the first thing you see is your character. So if you're not gonna do, if you're not gonna do first person, you gotta understand you're immediately gonna turn people off. So boy oh boy, that gameplay loop has got to be just awesome. Because Anthem was third person, but it kind of needed to be, right? You're in a mech suit. And the gameplay loop was dope. It felt really, really good to go out and do things. Now, they did a terrible job educating people on combos, but I remember I played Anthem for five minutes, and I was, like, telling the people in the Discord, I was like, man, this game's got promise. It just feels really good. I was the ranger, and I was jumping and dodging in air, and it had that action-adventure feel to it, right? 
And you got to remember something. Anthem didn't really feel like a third-person shooter. It didn't feel like a looter shooter. A lot of what made Anthem fun was the abilities and the combos, and that that meant that meant you use the guns a lot less than you would in a game like The Division or Destiny. You just didn't use the guns nearly as much, okay? So if you're going to do a looter shooter and you're third person, I think you're already set up to not do as well commercially. I'm, I'm serious. I, I think you're all automatically set up to be have to have limited commercial success because third person shooter isn't the same as third person third person action adventure. God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, like these third person games are usually super successful if they're action adventure. You know, Elden Ring and all the From Software games, Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. What a game, right? Well, it's not a it's not a shooter. So the minute you go looter shooter, oh, and it's third person, you're gonna lose a lot of people. Warframe is third person, does good. You're not you're not engaging with what I'm saying. The division did did well. Warframe does well. There are tons of people that will never touch those games because it's third person. That's the point that I'm making. There are, there are tons of people that will not even try your game if it's third person. If it's a first person looter shooter, you're not going to say, no, nah, dude, I'm not playing that. I only play third person games. Nobody says that. There's, there's not a quantifiable amount of players that are like, dude, I only play third person shooters. There are tons of people that will never touch your game if it's third person. They don't like it. There's a lot of reasons for this. One of the biggest reasons is Doom, Quake, Call of Duty, Unreal Tournament, GoldenEye, and Halo. <laughs> Entire generations of people that have decided they love shooters. Why? Because of a first-person shooter. It's, it's what got them into it. It was the catalyst. That's what gave them the taste. So, that's always a concern. That's the first thing you have to nail to have a successful looter shooter. That content loop needs to be so addicting and so fun. And the second thing that you need, the second thing that you need, and this is and this is tough, you need a scalable loot system that gives the player a sense of reward, progress, and power fantasy. You need a scalable loot system that gives the player a sense of reward, progress, and investment. That's what you need. You, If your loot system isn't scalable, you're dead a month later. You got nothing. Everybody gets to the end game, has the best loot, done. Not scalable. If your loot system doesn't give me a sense of reward, a sense of progress, and a sense of investment prickier loot who cares you gotta have both if your loot system doesn't do that it will fail it will fail and a month later your game is old news so if a looter shooter wants to be a live service right if a looter shooter wants to be a live service you gotta nail the content loop and then you absolutely must you absolutely must have a loot system that has elasticity, scalability, or you're going to be done. It'll cave in on itself. 
And if it doesn't give people a sense of reward, a sense of progress, a sense of power fantasy or investment, well then, why why do they care? Why are they going to chase that loot? Why are they going to chase that next thing? They're not going to. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uninstall the game before the day is done. And everything I've just said is probably the reason that looter shooters are going to be more and more rare as time goes on. You know? You know? More and more, I think you're going to see companies shy away from looter shooters because they just get ripped to shreds. They get they get just consumed and tossed in the garbage heap. Division 1 and 2 and Anthem and Outriders are all, are all kind of laying there like, oh, that was such a rough fight. Now I think Outriders might have some promise long term. You know, I don't Divi- Division, whatever they have plans for with their free to play uh, Division Heartland, you know. But I, there are so many looter shooters that just were like, man, that was so hard. It just didn't work. You know, we just couldn't figure it out. And a lot of companies are watching that. They're watching the market and they're saying, I don't, I don't know if we want to make a looter shooter. I don't know if we want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if we want to invest, you know, four to five years in a game, and and have that and have that be the result. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're, I, I think, and that's why I said, like, you can't be king forever. I think somebody's making a great looter shooter somewhere, but I think a lot of people are gonna walk away from trying to make a looter shooter. Looter shooters are like Hollywood blockbusters. You better be sure you can make that massive budget, right? Outriders is largely modeled after Diablo 3, which is incredibly repetitive yet strangely rewarding, so they need to look at their inspiration for making that a success. Yeah. Yeah, if you can nail if you can nail the seasonal model like like Diablo, then you you might pull it off. Destiny's the only looter shooter that pulled off a seasonal model and has a and has a healthy player base. Uh already read this one. Yeah, I already read this one. Mythrax, Bungie's recent TWAB seemed to focus on PvP and this response to Infinite and Splitgate or more smoke and mirrors. I never want to overstate how much developers pay attention to other games, but I believe that they do. Okay. To think that Bungie isn't anticipating Halo Infinite's impact on their player base, I, I think it's foolhardy to be like, no, Bungie is not paying any attention to Halo. I, I think that that's foolhardy. I also think it's foolhardy to be like, the Bungie, Bungie is so scared of Halo. I, it, it, I think both are extremes. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think Bungie's aware of Halo's impact on their player base, and they're aware that after the technical test, they need to come out and say, look, we've got plans for PvP. We know that this is starting a lot of conversations on the forums and on Reddit and YouTubers and people that, you know, people that cover our game. They're talking about it. They're talking about the difference. They're talking about, you know, our lack of our lack of update innovation and investment in De- in Destiny's PVP, right? And so, you know, here we we we've got some we've got some some response for to that, okay? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think Bungie is paying attention. I think Bungie is hearing and seeing the trends. I think they're seeing the player dips. I think they know that Halo Infinite's launch will cause a big one. And they're doing, like I said, a preemptive postcard. Hey, we know you're going to take a vacation for a while. Here's a postcard. Remember us. Come back in six months to a year when we start adding cool stuff. 
and 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 it the the test will be whether or not they they actually deliver because they've made these sorts of promises before. They made promises about we're we're going to refocus we're going to have a renewed focus on Crucible. Trials is 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 not going to come out half baked. And we all know how that all went. That whole year, how that year went for Crucible was terrible. We know how Trials, no matter how much they've tried to update it and fix it, just has not gotten back on the horse. You know. Have you covered Battlefield issues with hackers having the source code yet? Just curious if that's been covered. I've not seen any news about that one. You know. After the tech test, Destiny's PvP is going to get decimated for a while. I think that they're smart to not even go after it. They're not even trying to do anything while Halo is launched. They're going to try and do stuff after the fact. They're going to let you go play. They're going to let you go enjoy your time. And then they're going to try later on be like, hey, now that things are dying down over there, we're going to give you reasons to come back. You know? Six months later of Deddy servers will not pan out well for Bungie, thinking people will come back and enjoy peer-to-peer. I happen to agree with what you're saying, Silent Warrior. I think dedicated servers will be, for many people, the death knell. It'll be the nail in the coffin. They'll be like, there was already... Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, a lot of the people I'm talking about right now, they're not even really a fan of Destiny. It's just the only thing on the block. It's the only thing they've really played for the last four or five years. They're not even really a fan, okay? And I think that'll be the nail in the coffin. They'll be like, you know what? I just played on dedicated servers for a month and I came back to Destiny and truth be told, I don't like this game enough to put up with this. I just don't. They're not, they were never really a fan to begin with. It was just, there was nothing else to play. Hacks have already been developed for Battlefield. Some people are saying the only way to stop it is to rebuild the game. All they've said about it is that it won't affect your account privacy. We'll have to see what dedicated servers brings to the table with cheat prevention when that kind of thing happens, you know? Competition drives innovation. Would it potentially push Bungie into dedicated servers? Yeah, Splitgate has deadies. I, you know, Steezix, that's a good question. I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, sometimes a kid doesn't straighten up until he really feels a consequence. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe Bungie won't really pour you know, into Crucible in the way that's needed until there's a measurable impact and they're like, holy frick, like we we are having big depreciating returns in the Crucible and not only that, we're you know, we're we're seeing those people they're, they're not buying season passes they're not coming back and playing you know, dedicated servers don't stop cheaters, no, it just helps with certain layers of detection so these hacks that people have developed for Battlefield and they think that they're they're good to go, I mean, they may be able to detect it. You know, between now and launch, they could implement things to detect those things. You know, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. It's barely even a barrier. I don't know how that narrative got started. What do you mean? That's how they that that's how a lot of companies detect anomalous behavior and ban people on the fly. Is it gets detected while they're playing? I mean, they, they, they are able to see on the deadies somebody's doing something, they verify that it's anomalous or, or you know, something else is going on, then they bop them out. But for example, the last Battlefield game was overran with cheaters. The only hope, the only hope would be, would be this. The paywall for Battlefield 
combined with if they can early detect and ban people will help curb it down right you would hope that eventually people would get tired of having to rebuy battlefield you know the pvp game that is basically cheater free is valorant frostbite engine has been out for forever 2042 is using it yeah 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 I don't know if it's like their source code got leaked. I mean, I like like Paul's saying, I think the Frostbite engine code has been available for a while. Nothing has changed. Battlefield will be overran. Halo will be overran. Apex is already overran. With respect, you sound a little jaded, Wheezy. I don't, I don't think that that is... That is <laughs> I don't think these games are all going to be overrun, and I don't think Apex is overran. I think they have problems, and they're doing their best to ban them, but I don't... I, I, I believe it's seems quite overstated to be like these games are already overran and they're not even out yet and this one over here is already overran like and the only game that doesn't have cheaters is Valorant I mean I ran into cheaters all the time in Valorant we ran into about a cheater a day one back when I played now maybe they've gotten better and more efficient at catching and banning people but you know what's that you the what Everything is burning. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you ever come to an assumption as to why it's called Halo Infinite? Are they planning games to be service model for PvE? They have like ten year a ten year plan. That no no meme no joke. They have said they have like a ten year plan for Halo to be to be like around for a long long time. What? Oh, okay. Apex has dosing problems and practically every uh, pred lobby has cheaters. Check the Apex news. It's laughably bad. Yeah, I mean, I would need numbers before I would run with stories like that. I mean, I love running stories about cheating and cheating companies getting shut down. We're running one today, but I just sometimes wonder if sometimes like the high click rate on cheat stories is leading people to, you know, overstate it. I'm not saying that it's not a massive, massive problem. It's 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 spreading like a virus across all games. Cheating is an enormous problem. Um, uh, everywhere on the internet, you see all the talks, especially about how many cheaters there are in Apex. You have Apex blinders right now. Doesn't mean you don't play Apex, for example. Well, I don't have blinders on. I've not looked into it. I, I'm not. I don't have like rose-colored glasses for Apex. I don't have a dog in that fight. I mean, I. I think arenas ranked is probably helping arenas finally come to fruition like I predicted, but like, I don't have like a biased dog in the fight to be like, Apex is fine. Like, no, I mean, with what happened with Titanfall and with Apex and what continues to happen with Apex is a huge issue. But you said that all these games will be overrun. Like, they're not even out yet. And you're like, yeah, Halo will be overrun. Battlefield will be overrun. Apex is overrun right now. It was just like, man, all is lost apparently. The cheating problems in Apex affect 1% of the population. I've never run to cheaters in unranked and the lower ranked lobbies. They called it Halo Infinite because they want to stop using numbers. Yeah. Says he doesn't have rose-colored glasses. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm wearing some, but... Uh... Okay, nice creature. Oh, that would be that would be freaking amazing. Um, Battlefield source code leak and the hacker issues if you ever wanted to look into it. Tech Radar reported on it. Okay, okay. 
Because nothing has changed and Halo's anti-cheat isn't intrusive enough. Well, and I said that this morning. Uh, I said that this morning, Weezy, you weren't here yet. I said that their their dialogue about anti-cheat is worrying. Because they talked about like things they're going to be doing with the Slipstream engine and stuff to like catch people on the fly. And it sounded very bungee. It sounded very like, wait a minute, you don't have a front-facing anti-cheat? You're going to do everything on the back end? Y'all are sounding like Bungie right now. Like this doesn't sound this doesn't sound very promising. So, and I said proof of concept. Proof of concept. They said they've got things for the long term. They're trying to develop technological solutions for the long term because it's possible that front facing anti cheat is a short term like band aid on a on a dam. Like it just isn't doing anything. They have easy anti cheat. Well, the interview Paul made it sound like they weren't going to be using a front-facing. I've watched several hours of gameplay of Halo Infinite, including top plays of the week and stuff. I saw a huge amount of cheating in the tech test. A lot of people were toggling. Really? There weren't even that there weren't even that many opportunities to play against live players, though. It also goes back to the old argument with the roundtable guy. Most people aren't good enough to know they're playing cheaters. Well, and... Well, not only that, Wheezy, you have to consider it's not that they, they don't, they're not good enough to know they're playing cheaters, is that cheaters put up such good stats so quickly they immediately leave the lower echelons so they truly don't run into them it's not that they're too dumb or too inexperienced, it's that no, the, the cheaters put up stats that are so good, you're never going to see them unless you're a top player they leave, they leave your threshold of skill very quickly I think, I think it's both and, Wheeze I think it's that they're not good enough to notice it, but they're also not good enough to be in that threshold of matchmaking. So they genuinely don't run into cheaters. They, they, they honestly aren't running into them. The thing we saw today said no kernel level anti-cheat or something to that effect. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the quote said. So maybe, maybe they will be using easy anti-cheat because is, is that not a kernel level or something? The interview made it sound like they're not going to have front-facing anti-cheat. It didn't give me a lot of confidence. I was like, well, here we go again. Y'all sound like Bungie. You're going to be overrun with cheaters because Halo Infinite's literally free to play. The only barrier they have is that most of their player base will be on console. And as long as you're playing with a, with a controller, that would be the hope, is that you'd, you'd run into less of them because most of the cheaters will be PC, mouse, and keyboard, maybe? I don't know. Like, I can't say it enough. The cheater problem is literally only going to get worse. Yeah, I mean, I... It's... It's... I don't know. Somebody's got to come up with something new to stop them or to dissuade them or, you know, fine them, you know? A lot of it comes down to not just catching them, but getting them from coming back in. Brown Babby says, It seems that Splitgate's launch will likely be a hit. What do you think the devs need to focus on to ensure sustained popularity over the next year? Good events, really, really fun game modes, good incentives to grind, ranked and unranked. A good ranked and unranked system is the key. All you gotta do is look at Valorant for proof of this. People do not like skill-based matchmaking as much as they say they want it. Ranked and unranked is the way that your game can have longevity. If you can combine really, really good ranked and unranked with really, really good incentives and a battle pass and, and really fun events and modes, you're, you'll, you'll be a hit. You'll be fine. I, I, I genuinely think that ranked and unranked is the capstone. That's gotta come behind anything that they do. If you don't do ranked and unranked, the game will naturally descend into madness. 
smurfs, you know, stomp lobbies, just automatically cannibalizes itself. If you don't do ranked and unranked, I think that's what's always waiting for you. Two or three months later, your loyalists just cannibalize the game intentionally or unintentionally and you lose you lose that big juicy casual core that big juicy I don't want to wear a sweatband core they all leave it's why Fortnite started doing bots and skill based matchmaking because they wanted to keep the casuals in the funnel you know ranked is best by Smurfs and recovs and it's not true skill based matchmaking Valorant has been a massive hit and they do ranked and unranked and I think there's I think that's why I think if they only would have done skill based I think that I think people would have walked away I don't think it would have got I don't think it would have gotten legs I I think skill based matchmaking is a short road I think it's a real short road it punishes mid lane players the most you can't play with your buddies if they're better than you if you have a good game you end up in a completely mismatched funnel you know it is successful, but Valorant and Riot, sp- Riot specifically also take cheating super seriously, so they've invested big chunks into anti-cheat. Until proven otherwise, no one else comes close, says Wheezy. There's a Warzone pro who said it right. He doesn't want to play against the lower 30% because it's boring, but so he wants skill-based matchmaking, but with a wider range of skill, so it's not proper sweaty. But that's what ranked and unranked is supposed to feel like. Like, ranked and unranked die is supposed to feel that way. It's supposed to be a broader range of skill to ensure that you're landing in your spectrum, but not feeling like you're in a tournament every day. And if you want to let your hair down and go into unranked, unranked should be purely connection-based. And equilibrium will take place. Proper incentivized, your hardcore players will hang out in ranked all day. Because that's where they want to go to get all the cool stuff. They want to get all the rewards. He was talking about unranked. My personal opinion, based on my experience as an average to slightly above average player, I'm not a god, I'll never win a tournament. I am an average to slightly above average player. I hate skill-based matchmaking. It should be purely connection-based and unranked. And then if I want to really build a team and go in and really and really test my metal, then I'll go into ranked. Like, I, that's that's my personal belief based on my experience. Is that... A good ranked and unranked system should function that way. Unranked, purely connection-based, and then ranked is ranked as a broad spectrum of where they think I land in the funnel of skill, and then it tries to do that as well when I have a mixed team of, of, of varying degrees of skill. I mean, you're pretty dang good. I I don't know. I, I think I can put on a good show in short spurts, but like... I don't know. I, it, it might be the Dark Souls thing. Like, I have the natural skill, but I don't have the endurance to put up with, with you know, the upper echelons of skill. I, I don't know. My experience was, with skill-based matchmaking, I have a couple of good games, and then I'm in a funnel that is so unfun. I get put in a funnel that I don't belong, and I'm like, this is so not fun. It happened to me and my brothers in Fortnite. I was on a Smurf account. Because my account, I played with some of the best players at the time. Like, I was playing with big dogs. I was playing with people in our community that were crazy good. And my my main account would have been terrible for them. So I was on a Smurf account, and we got a couple second places and a couple first places. And then it became completely unenjoyable. They couldn't keep up with the people it was pitting us against, and neither could I. It was like, we had a couple of good games, put up a couple of good numbers, and then it it just became a disaster. Right? 
what's this Twitter? Bloomberg. Shortly afterward, they got a supposed explanation during a large staff meeting. This person's now head of technology department was asked why his former boss had left. He told a brief story that concluded with a strange piece of advice. Don't sleep with your assistant, but if you're going to, don't stop. Oh my gosh. She made freaking Christmas. Only CSGO and Valorant have had fun skill-based matchmaking that I've played, to be honest. That's mainly because those are the two fairest shooters on the market. And sure, you'll get crapped on by a god, but you can still compete. Yeah, when we played Unranked Valorant, <clears throat> when we played Unranked Valorant, Wheezy, I didn't like it. I felt like we would have one game against Potatoes, and then the rest of the day was a, a demolishing, frustrating, demoralizing experience. The minute people had played enough games to go into ranked, the games were much closer and much better. They were fair. They were they were quote-unquote sweaty, like they were close games. But when we played unranked, it was like they would put us against potatoes. And like, I would be top frag in Valorant. You know something's wrong if I'm top frag in Valorant. Well, because they were playing against potatoes. And then they'd be like, look at your stats. Oh my goodness. And then we would be in a horrible, demoralizing funnel for the rest of the day. But when we went into ranked, it was oh, it was great, close games, a lot of good comebacks, a lot of it felt like good fair matches. I felt like Valorant's rank system was just right on the nose, and we would lose, and I would be praising their ranking system. We would lose, and I'd be like, that was a good game, that was a close game, you know. We messed up, we made a we we misjudged the ending, or we went to the wrong side, we pushed we pushed long C, and we shouldn't have like whatever, you know. Another thing with ranked is that the matchmaking, at least in Overwatch, is heavily manipulated and is often predetermined whether the team should win or lose. And there's a patent about it. Really. You gotta understand, I was playing early days Valorant ranked, so I don't know if Valorant ranked is, like, easily manipulated now, but I, I, we had a great, we had such a great time with it. We had a great, great time with it. Um... Okay, last question in the queue. Sorry for so much Destiny talk, but why should they care about D2 PvP with Matter? I've been clearing the queue behind, so if people were hitting the two-question limitation, that has now been cleared. Yeah, you know, this this is funny to think about, Ashen. They moved people to work on Matter... And now they're hiring people to fix PvP. You gotta start to wonder if it's just a losing battle. Ranked Valorant is really good right now. I miss playing Ranked Valorant. I had a blast, Wheeze. I had so much fun. A lot of those people left. A lot of those people left the community, but I had a lot of fun playing with those guys. We had we had a lot of fun in Ranked Valorant. Um... I, I, I was thir- I, I did not think I was going to enjoy myself. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to watch a lot of Valorant to get to a place where I could like shoutcast it, but <clears throat> man, I was uh, I was I was I was really enjoying myself. It was a good time. So I would think that this issue with Bungie that they moved people to to work on matter 
And now they're trying to hire people for like a long-term plan for Destiny's PvP. To me, it it does feel like, man, at what point does this feel like you're you're misallocating your resources and your priority? Like, is the future of of uh, of Destiny, you know, that heavily reliant on a? Um, is it that heavily reliant on the PvP funnel? I don't know. This is why I think they're focusing on it. I think they have a business reason to keep that side of the game happy. I think a lot of those people buy the seasons and want the exotics because the exotics drive the meta a lot of the times, both the armor and the weapons. And I got news for you. If this happens, it's going to be a big gamble. So I'm going to make a prediction. I think they're going to pull the same nonsense with Witch Queen that they pulled with Beyond Light. I think they're going to have a new subclass that disrupts the Crucible meta and people are going to feel like I need to buy Witch Queen to compete. And I believe if my prediction is correct, that's a massive gamble because people could say, nope, not again. I'm out. I know what you're going to do. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm out. I'm not doing this. I already feel it. Your your new subclass is overrunning the Crucible, and I feel like I've got to buy Witch Queen to compete. I'm done. It's a gamble, because it could work. It could work. There could be a bunch of people that come back to Witch Queen. They hear all the promises. Bungie makes a bunch of announcements about Crucible changes, a new mode, new maps, or whatever. And they get a bunch of people to come back and buy Witch Queen. And they get a bunch of money from the Crucible players again. They've done that with every new subclass. Right. It's a pattern. It's just a little bit more measurable now because you can look back and see. You're like, every single time. So... Blade Barrage did this? No, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, that was that, that, you didn't. You didn't feel like you needed to run Blade Barrage to compete. Blade Barrage with shards and mayhem, maybe, but come on, I don't. I don't think so. That's an overstatement. Blade Barrage did not. You didn't feel like you had to buy the 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 expansion to get Blade Barrage to compete in Crucible. Valorant's pretty big. I don't know what you're talking about. They're definitely doing it right. Yeah, Valorant has had massive success. They've they've, they've been breaking all their they've been breaking lots of player uh, number counts. They're doing great. Shatterdive is safe. Squall was buffed, and Withering Blade got a buff. I'm golden for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade Barrage with Shard originally did do that one kill at a time. Got almost full super back. No, it wasn't one kill at a time. I think it was there were people running full teams of Blade Barrage and Shard. You guys are you guys are revising history a little bit. There was a video of a team and a player and they were all running shards and they were all running blade and they were feeding each other both orbs and the energy from the exotic and it got it got out of hand. It didn't it didn't give you almost full super from one kill. That's incorrect. That's not what was happening. I trust me. I ran shards exclusively and loved it but that was not happening there were people running an entire team of it and it became ridiculous because they could just basically always have super uptime because all they needed was one kill get the orb their buddy would pick up the orb and then they'd do it and then they'd feed you an orb 
One kill in PvP did not get full or close to full super back. What Lono is saying is what happened. Yeah, it was a pattern in the in the community that led to the nerve. Um, so, but again, but again, the the, the my prediction, I, my prediction is that that's where they're going with it. They're they're going to use Witch Queen to get people to feel the same way they did about Stasis. The entire Crucible is going to be nothing but the new subclass. And then people are going to be like, well, I need the new subclass. I'm going to buy the expansion. And again, the reason I'm calling this a gamble is because they have all of last year and this year, Crucible has been losing players. The numbers get lower and lower. The numbers don't hit the heights that they used to hit even at the beginning of a season, right? Even at the beginning of a season, the numbers in PvP do not hit what they used to hit. They've been getting lower and lower. And I think, and I think another subclass hornet's nest kick is going to push a lot of people away permanently. Yeah, I know they're changing all the all the subclasses and stuff, Wooly. I, I I know that's coming, but like, um, I I just I don't think that that's a crucible update. Like when Blackburn said, "Here's things we've done for the crucible," and he said, "Yeah, we nerfed stasis, we adjusted stasis." But that's not a crucible update. That's a subclass update. That's this illusion that they they keep playing the community with. They keep playing the community with that illusion. They're the ones that introduced stasis, and then they nerfed it, and they want credit for that to be... They're crediting that as a crucible update. The analogy I made was, if I'm asking you to remodel my living room, and you drag a dirty couch into it, and I'm like, what is this dirty couch? And then you reupholster the couch. And you're like, ta-da! I'm like, okay, but that's not remodeling the living room. You just fixed the mess that you created. Stasis was a mess that they created. They drug it into the crucible and it caused a bunch of problems. And then they fixed it, what, nine months later? And they want credit for that as a crucible update? What? No. What? <laughs> no. You drug the dirty couch into the living room. You don't get credit for reupholstering it. That's not a crucible update. You're not you're not remodeling my living room when you do that. That's 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 my problem with that. Personally, I think the trials we work info should be spoken about before Witch Queen. I don't even know like at this point, I thought trials I still to this day think trials is the best PVP cocktail Destiny has to offer, but I don't know if anybody's ever going to care enough to, to to give it a second shot. I don't know. The only, uh, they could try some Hail Marys and be like, uh, you can solo queue. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do. I just feel like Trials fell so far down the stairs, I don't know if it'll ever get back up again. Which sucks, because I always thought it was the best cocktail of Destiny's PvP experience. The 3v3, the chess game of supers, the map control, like, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was great. So... Alright, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna scroll to the next question, and I'm still I still need to do my my video about the Destiny PvP, why I think it's in trouble. I still need to talk about Jedi Fallen Order 2 and Activision shutting down another cheat company. I'm gonna take a quick break and use the restroom. If you haven't hit subscribe today, please do so. Take our poll in chat. If you're a subscriber, you can talk in my chat, and subscribing is totally free. Consider becoming a member. We don't run a lot of ads on this show. I just streamed for three and a half hours and didn't run a single ad. So if you want to support the content directly with a paid membership, we greatly appreciate that. Um, if you just smash like, 
and subscribe to the channel and lurk and chat and take our poll every day that's another great way to support the channel as well okay I'll be right back with the news uh, and uh, I'll hit some ads while I step away <laughs> my kids my kids are so cute they're like making lunch and they're like telling me about it they're like we did this and this 
And he got honey all over the place. I was like, all right. Agent Atwood is one of Lono's kids asking for uh, for likes. Changed my mind. Destiny will always be cheesy until people get it out of their heads. They will always have this gun skill only mindset. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think people have realized, or maybe they're slowly realizing, like, balance in Destiny is never something that they're really going for. They always allow sort of a meta to settle, and then they shift it all around. And then a new meta will emerge, and then they'll shift it all around. It's always going to have... It's like those things you see on people's office desks, right? Where it goes like this, kabunk, and all the sand and water goes to one side, and then it goes kabunk, and all the sand and the water goes to the other side. Like, that's how the metas in Destiny typically have existed, and I think that they're totally fine with it. I don't, I don't think they've ever wanted to have it be a stripped-down, balanced, Halo-style game. I don't think that's ever been their goal. This is one of the reasons why I think Destiny PvP numbers are going to drop when Halo Infinite comes out, when Splitgate's like officially launched. I mean, I already think it's hurting their numbers because I think those people have been in Destiny for a long time and they and they just they need to they honestly need to leave.
your kids make your lunch? Oh, yeah, they helped. Yeah, they helped my wife make my lunch, yeah. I'm not in the I want gun only crowd. I'm more in the I want to feel like I'm not an afterthought in the game as a player. Well, right. I and here's the thing. I don't know if you're ever going to be their front and center focus. You're not. You're not the bread and butter of the game. The bread and butter of the game is the PVE. It's the it's the strikes, the public space, the seasonal content, the seasonal grind. I mean. Look at the content delivery model for the last three years and try to tell me that you're ever going to be a major priority. You're always going to be second class. Lono, how is Splitgate? It is super fun. Super fun and well worth playing. Gate free to play? Yes. Yeah, if you want to try it out, it's totally free on every platform. <clears throat> I had the fastest four hours of my life yesterday when I dipped into Splitgate. Oh, yeah. Yo, what's good, Big Cheese? Um, has Splitgate really changed from two years ago? I played it a week in 2019 and never again. I, I, Wheezy, I don't know. I didn't play it back then. All I can tell you is I played it and I went back to play some more and did a 30-minute video later so I could try out the objective modes, and I had a freaking blast. You got to stay away from the game modes that slow down and get campy, but if you play the game modes that are fast and everybody's moving around and fighting, it is just, oh, it's fun. 
I don't know, I'm telling you, Weez, there's something special there. There's a reason Splitgate has had massive server queue problems, and people keep going back and trying and trying and trying. I, it, they've got something. They, they, they got. There's a secret sauce there, and you want to know what you want to know what I think happened. Console players could finally start playing it. And I think it's just it's in a nice console arena shooter feel. It feels great. Eugene says, Wheezy, it's not the same game I remember watching, but it's still basically Halo, so meh. Well, yeah. Patrick, it's not new. It's like a two-year-old game that just finally hit console. Like, that's literally what happened. It hit console, they pushed out a cross-play beta, and their servers started crashing. I think two things have happened. They got the sweet embrace of the console the console community. I think a lot of people didn't get into the Halo Infinite technical test and decided, well, I'll, I'll try out Splitgate. I think a lot of people that did get into the Halo Infinite technical test are like, I want more arena and I can't play Halo right now, so I'm going to go play Splitgate. And I think we're in a bit of a drought right now, so people are like, this is fun. I played a lot of shooters in my day, and this is one of the first times I've ever felt something where I'm like, okay, this feels about as this feels as good as Titanfall. This feels as good as Apex. It's good feels good. Came straight to Splitgate from Warzone, so I'm loving life. Yeah. Wait, wait. Splitgate's being released with Halo Infinite, but it's five years old. Hey, Splitgate has been in beta for a while, okay? It launched in, I think, like 2019. And they just recently launched their beta on, um, on console, and they had a planned launch date like an official launch date no longer in beta they had a planned launch date of like July 27th all their server issues that became known to them once they launched on console and they launched the crossplay beta caused them to delay the game and they have since received 10 million dollars in an investment from private investment like uh, venture capitalists because they need it they need the capital they discovered there was like a 65,000 player limit on their servers or something in the back end and 
and that has that has been resolved and now they've instituted a patch this week that helps with scalability and the demand How do you not know your server has that limited capacity? Because they used Amazon Web Solutions for their servers. And so they had to get on with Amazon support to figure out what was going on. And that's what they found out. found the sniping to be more satisfying in Splitgate, but that's just me. I thought the sniping in the Halo Infinite technical test felt felt rough. I thought it felt rough. Um, but, again, that's just me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. All right, let's do this. 105. I forgot to create the next stream. We're doing more from Friday today, so more Dark Souls 3. I just got to get everything ready. We're not done with this stream uh, for a little bit here. For a little bit. Mm-mm. We have just found that um, it's better for our workflow to schedule the streams very shortly before we go live. Instead of um, at the same time. Or, I'm sorry, instead of super far in advance. I love Fiverr. I'm downloading Splitgate at 118 meg. Both kids have Zoom classes and I have a stream. Up, no issues. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm actually really interested if we can get Wheezy to try Splitgate. I want to hear what he thinks. I want to hear what he thinks. Hmm... Yeah, it's better for me. No, I I think it is. I think it is creature. I think it is better for me. All right. All right. It should be in the gameplay playlist. There it is. 
Yo, Galliant, welcome back. Thanks for renewing your membership. You said your membership somehow lapsed. Don't sweat that, man. Do not sweat that. All right, customization, redirect. There we go. No, it didn't start over. You got a blue badge. You got a blue badge. Uh, Steezix asked an off-topic question that I'm just now getting to. Do you like the fact that New World got delayed to fix some additional bug releases? Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's good for the game. Um, we need to do our videos. We haven't done our videos yet. Uh... <clears throat> Mm-mm. We'll do the split gate open beta trailer. Is this already in? No, it's not. Add it. Okay. Interesting. What is that? Don't expect a boss today. The next area is long. Ton of items if you explore, making it even longer. Okay. Yo, Wizard of Odds. I like that name. Wizard of Odds, welcome back. Thank you so much for renewing your membership. Getting that pink badge. You the best. Um... little out of sorts today we got so caught up in the discussion and the debate like we're doing the news super late in the stream um we're doing the news super late in the stream but that's okay Uh. uh let's see I need to do the two I need to do the two categories two cat and it's that want halo and then it's the rough it's the rough edges um well I could do three the ignored okay you get an occasion for every renewal only if you do it while I'm live if you don't do it while I'm live I don't really see it there's not like a way for me to see it I can go to the dashboard and check it but then I'd have to go in check it and say who recently renewed and like toggle it there's not like a good place for that YouTube really needs to work on that because I think more people would do memberships if it showed up in chat more often like if you were supposed to if you renewed yours over the weekend and you came in on like a Wednesday you're like let's say Wednesday's the first day of the week you're able to catch me live and you come in and celebrate your renewal that motivates more people to do it more people are like oh cool you get your name in lights you get a badge it shows up in chat neat but it doesn't show up that often 
renewals do not show up that often because you, you, you literally have to you have to do it the exact day and moment that it rolls over it's kind of annoying so okay let me do this at uh, 358 this is my talk about why I think Destiny PvP is in trouble based on Halo and Splitgate hey thanks for watching another SNTR short this one's going to be about why I think Destiny 2 PvP is in trouble based on both Halo Splitgate and things Bungie is communicating right now seemingly in response to both of these games if you're watching this on my SNTR shorts channel hit subscribe and the bell button for a steady upload of variety gaming news coverage or check out my main channel linked below where I live stream every day so we, we broke this down and debated this pretty regularly throughout the morning that I covered this on my live stream and we, we discussed it probably for about three hours and I broke it down in a variety of ways as to why I actually think this is not a here comes another destiny killer moment that's not what I'm arguing what I'm arguing is that I believe Halo Infinite and Splitgate will have a permanent effect on Destiny 2's crucible player numbers and there's a lot of reasons that I think this first and foremost at a ground level it's how the crucible has been treated by Bungie for the last two to three years even in 2019 I made a prediction that they were getting ready to usher Crucible out of the game. It wasn't getting any love. It wasn't getting new modes or maps. It was largely getting ignored. It felt as if it wasn't a priority and that they were eventually going to remove it from the game. So this isn't anything new that I've been saying. And it certainly isn't anything new that the Crucible fans have been saying. That they feel ignored. That the quality hasn't been there. The renewed focus of the Crucible that was supposed to come in Shadowkeep, Trials of Osiris, and the complete lack of new maps and modes for a very, very long time has left many people feeling very much out in the cold. I believe, over the entire life of the franchise, there are now three categories of Crucible player. I think there's a lot of people who have always wanted Destiny to be more like Halo. They've asked for it for years. I used to tell people, it sounds like you just want another Halo. That's not what Destiny's setting out to be. I happen to think that category of player is very likely to get hooked by Splitgate or Halo Infinite when it makes itself available. The second category of player are players that are just kind of sick of all the rough edges of Destiny. The peer-to-peer servers, the lag, the exploits, the hacks, the cheaters, you know, the the exotics that get broken, the maps that get pulled out of rotation because of glitches. I think people are just tired of a AAA company having such an amateurish offering for PvP. And the third category are players that just sort of feel ignored. They don't feel like there's anything worth doing in Destiny's PvP, and the numbers continue to reflect this, that people are playing less and less. Every season has seen a sharper decline in Crucible numbers, and Trials continues to dwindle as well. So all of these reasons, if you build those reasons on top of the other things I'm about to outline, it becomes to me very clear that Destiny's Crucible is in potentially a very shaky spot, at least in the immediate future. A lot of their plans that they outlined in the tweet from Joe Blackburn and their recent TWAB about new modes, maps, Rift, and other investments into Crucible, they're not happening anytime soon, and they're hiring people to work on Crucible. You're not going to see results for that for a very long time, and Infinite, Halo Infinite's right around the corner, and so is Splitgate. You have to consider this first and big point. They're all free to play. And when your offering is free to play, the entrance point of sampling and trying out the game is incredibly easy. 
Bungie seems concerned that a lot of people are going to leave to play these games as they make vague and distant promises about the Crucible, almost saying, hey, we're going to give you a reason to come back in the future. Enjoy your vacation in those other games. The announces also seemed way, way out in the distance, nothing immediate, which gives people plenty of time to get used to dedicated servers. I think dedicated servers versus peer-to-peer is a huge aspect here that you cannot overstate. It's like when you think 30 frames per second is fine, and then you play a bunch of games at 60 frames per second. You really have a hard time going back to 30. I think people are going to have the same experience with very crisp and reliable arena shooters on dedicated servers, suddenly going back to something that feels kind of archaic and dated with respect to hit registration, ghost bullets, in-air inaccuracy, lag, latency, host advantage, Um, and, and that's just peer-to-peer that doesn't even really get into the cheating and the other exploits and the power fantasy that seems to shift every three months this feels probably too little too late for a lot of people and they're gonna be able to spend the foreseeable months enjoying a brand new halo as well as one splitgate can get all their issues worked out an official launch of splitgate and i think that will bring my prediction to fruition that the destiny 2 pvp numbers will suffer a permanent loss The franchise itself will be fine. I think Destiny has nailed the PvE ongoing content loop with their seasonal structure, but I don't think PvP will ever be a front and center priority, and the more players feel that and sense that, the less likely they are to return in a permanent way. As always, if you enjoy these short videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. There we go. That's it. That's the fastest. That's the fastest I can do that. That was a five. That was five minutes. That was the fastest I can cover that. Um. Uh. D two PVP is in trouble. Yeah, my split gate code. You can get it if you use the split gate command. Um. I don't know if I want to run the Jedi Fallen Order short creature. I don't know if I can vamp for three minutes. There's nothing to say other than that. It, that, that it's been revealed. The more I look at this press release, there's nothing for me to say. I can't add, I can't say anything. I can't say anything. Um, I don't know if I can vamp for three minutes. I think we're only going to be able to do two today. Uh, uh, two two recordings today. The Activision cheat, cheat takedown. Um, I don't. I'm not feeling it. So we'll do the Activision one next. Um, so we need a Call of Duty trailer. That's typically what we run. Uh... Surprisingly enough, I don't have a Warzone trailer saved in my bookmarks. I usually have one up there. Uh, yeah, they've confirmed Jedi Fallen Order 2, but like that's all I would have to say. I don't. I wouldn't have anything else to say. Uh, is it was confirmed on an earnings call that they are investing in continuing the Jedi Fallen Order franchise is how they referred to it. <clears throat> the top 10 games played on PS5 for July um, oh that's for July so see if like Splitgate can climb on that list you know now that they're not having as many server problems um, okay no hope of respawn making Titanfall 3 not in the not in the near future, no. Not in the near future. Four, oh five, 
30. All right, here we go. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Activision taking down another cheat company. If you're watching this on my SNTR short channel, hit subscribe and the bell button for little short video uploads like this, or check out my main channel where I live stream every day. It is linked below. So we've covered this a variety of times recently. The Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit made news headlines. They were going after a cheat company, Ring One. Previously, Bungie went after Gator Cheats as well as Perfect Aim. Now we see Activision taking down their own cheat company that uh, that was hurting one of their own titles, and GameSpot reported on this. Activision is continuing the fight against cheaters in its massively popular Battle Royale Call of Duty Warzone. According to a report from Charlie Intel, the company has taken action not by improving the game's anti-cheat software, but by going after and shutting down a cheat distributor. The distributor, a site called Crazy Aim, sold a variety of cheats to users, including aimbots. While the site would provide cheats to multiple Call of Duty titles, its main focus was reportedly on Warzone. Visiting the seller's site now returns an error. According to Charlie's Intel report, Crazy Aim's site isn't the only part of the cheat distributor that was taken down. The company's Discord server was apparently also targeted and has since been taken offline. This all comes just ahead of the launch of Call of Duty Season 5. So you can see... They're attempting to do what some of these companies do is they gear up for the big takedowns and the C&Ds, cease and desists, and the lawsuits and things before they have big content releases. They're going to start, obviously, ramping up the marketing for Season 5, and it's good to get this out in the headlines ahead of the time. More from the report. If Activision did shut down Crazy Aim, it wouldn't be the first time the company has taken fierce action against cheat distributors. The company has previously sent cease and desist letters to sellers and shut down YouTube channels that promote cheating software. Meanwhile, Activision's parent company, Activision Blizzard, is currently fighting two lawsuits, one filed by the state of California and another class action lawsuit filed by its shareholders. So we have not been covering that. If you come to my live stream channel and ask me about it, I'll give you some light commentary. Maybe not so light, but we have not been covering the Activision Blizzard lawsuits. We don't feel that that is something we want to cover. We're allowing the legal process and investigation to do its job. It's not our job uh, to to push to push that out into the public eye more than it needs to be, and we just haven't really covered it. But anytime these cheat companies take, get taken down, we want to celebrate that, kind of put that in lights, and continue to cheer these companies on to take down these cheaters and even the Bungie Ubisoft lawsuit has the potential to create a case law standard to say listen if you run these cheats you're disrupting a contractual relationship when you play Call of Duty Warzone you've agreed to their user license agreement and if that gets disrupted by a third party they're saying that that's something that you should be I would say fined for or maybe even getting in trouble for you know legally that is a form of business disruption Lastly, according to the report, Activision isn't the only company ramping up its fight against cheat distributors either. Bungie and Ubisoft, the companies behind Destiny 2 and Rainbow Six Siege, have filed a joint lawsuit against Ring 1, which actively advertises and sells bundles of cheats as part of its subscription service. Bungie and Ubisoft's lawsuit seeks damages for Ring 1 distributing hacks for their games and alleges that the company infringes on copyrights. That is one of the main things going on here. Copyright protected intellectual property is being damaged by cheating, not just by the cheat providers, but by the cheat users. And if they can win their lawsuit, you could see, 
legislation, rules, and fines start to come down the next four to five years. It'll take a while, but you could see that start to come down the line for hefty fines or penalties, not just for the people distributing, but also for the people using the cheats. As always, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay, okay. We got a little bit of time before we need to go over and play uh, Dark Souls. Let me open up Steam and make sure it doesn't need like an update or anything. I have cleared the uh, the Q and A form. If you guys want to use your membership right now to just submit off-topic, more AMA, more personal questions while we kind of wind down and get ready for From Friday. Don't forget that we also have 30 minutes of Back for Blood premiering over on gaming today. Um, A patch just went out for Splitgate that I am currently downloading, a 500 meg patch. Don't forget that tonight, Hilly and I are also playing over on SNTR Gaming. You can use the gaming command. We'll be playing Dead Space 3 tonight, having drinks, having laughs. It's a really, really good time. It's not my birthday or anything, but can I get a shout-out for my third cousin twice removed? No. No. If it was your second cousin, I would consider it. But not for your third cousin. Frick him. <laughs> uh. Do, 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 do. No, excuse me. So today's the 6th. We got limited suitability again today. Gummit. Probably anything that mentions Activision Blizzard is getting snagged, uh, I would think. What was Monday? Monday was the second. <laughs> okay. 95k. 83. Yeah. It's such a slow rudder turn. A second cousin three times removed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Boom, boom. Boop, boop. Blip, blip. <laughs> Clone drone in the danger zone with Hilly Wen. We'll, we'll let that one... We'll let that one ruminate, man. We'll let that one ruminate. We're gonna make you wait. I I wanna I wanna get further into Dead Space Three with him, man. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun uh, with Dead Space Three last week. It was good. Friday night is really fun to watch. Those who don't watch are missing out. Yeah, every Friday over on SNTR Gaming. At 8 p.m. Eastern, we have drinks, we laugh, it's wonderful. You guys are missing out if you're not showing up, alright? So, make sure you come out, it's a good time. Yo, what's good, Captain Dusty Bones? I used your referral code for Splitgate last night. Me and some boys played until 3 on Steam, on stream, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we're playing Dead Space again tonight, yes, yes, yes. These brand of glasses are Blue Blocks. We are uh, officially partnered with them, and they sent them to me. These are their Sleep Plus uh, ones. 
And speaking of that, I am going to um, uh, checking in. I'm emailing them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, about when code uses show up on the dashboard. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to inquire about when code uses show up on the dashboard. I know folks are using my code, but I'm not seeing it on the back end. I'm just going to email them. Accept these terms begrudgingly. That's right. Uh, Login. I'm not a robot. Do, 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 do. Like they set me up with the code and they set me up with everything and then like I know you guys are using my code code Lono over at blueblocks.com you can use the glasses command or that referral link and I, I, I've literally got pictures of people at checkout using the code and I've got pictures of people with the glasses and so it's like I... I'm not seeing the results on the back end. I was curious how many people had used the code since we announced. Um, you can also use my code over at 80s Tees. Use the shirt command. Um, that's another way to support. Uh, what did we just report on? Oh, that was the Activision cheating. They look clean. Thank you. These are Sleep Plus. They're designed to be worn... Like, a few hours before bed. I obviously wear them because they're eye-catching in red. And then there's the yellow ones. These are like your standard yellow-tinted blue light-blocking glasses. You can wear these. These these ones are Brooklyn. Brooklyn frames. These are Hudson. And then... These are also the Brooklyn with non... No tint. There's like a light, like a light tint. So you can get light, like a light tint, like these are slightly tinted, but they're not yellow or red. And then there's the yellow and the red. And you can get them all at Blue Blocks, prescription, non-prescription, all of it. So, um, like yellow gunners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Steam is currently patching Splitgate for me. Um, so it's got a minute, it says it has a minute left, and then we should be good to go to boot up uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, so you can use code loan to get 15% off there. You can get 30% off if you like my shirt. You can get 30% off using my code over on uh, uh, 80s Tees. We appreciate everybody who's been doing that. I have a pair of Hudson's, no tint, and they're great, especially when you stare at computer screens all day. Yeah, they're very good for that. When you're out and about throughout the day, you don't necessarily need blue light blocking glasses, but when you're looking at screens... Uh, all day. Um, 
Lefties, I thought they made up 11% of the world, but why do they make up 60% of the people I know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a lefty. Splitgate says we're taking servers offline for one and a half hours at 12:30 a.m. Pacific for an update. That's three in the morning. So they did. The, they tweeted this last night. The update includes 360 FPS support on PC, auto sprint in settings, kicking people who AFK in the menu too long. This should lead to better queue times going forward. Servers will be offline for one hour. Okay, so they pushed out that patch up last night. That's what. That's currently what mine must have been doing. Um, well, my my. Uh, I think my. I think my my battery died. Um, oh, I need to get these videos to. Uh, I get these videos to creature. YouTube vids delete those are from yesterday and then two from today I feel like it will get to a point where there'll be actual enforceable laws against it remember when the music industry went after Napster or something like that needs to happen yeah, to a certain degree, I don't know how else you're going to get it to stop. Like, th- this is a business that's being that's being damaged on a daily basis. Like, th- they're gonna they're gonna step in and say, "Listen, laws need to be passed." Come on. Okay. Just two today. Just two today, George. Hundred and twenty seven percent. That looks nice. Man. A little channel. A little channel creature. A little engine that could, man. It's looking good. Mythrax submitted a question. Can you do some kind of an animation that would promote the shirt and the glasses like every five minutes, for example? Well, that's what the bottom of the screen is designed for. Um like when I'm in this scene, like that's what that's for. You know, we may, we may, we may little get a little bit more fancy with it, but I mean that, that's designed to kind of passively, periodically be like, hey, check out this stuff that we've got. You know, and periodically I'll say somebody will ask me about it, like why is that command down there? What glasses are you wearing? And then I'll go on a little spiel. 
Something I've been trying to communicate to potential sponsors is that live integration is more effective than like a little YouTube video that I upload. Live integration's organic, on the fly. I'm answering an interested party as opposed to shoving out one video and then that being the end of the relationship. It's like, no, if, if, if I'm streaming five days a week, you know, 20 times in a month, four hours each time, and in, during those streams just sort of naturally and organically integrating it into the stream and talking about it that's really effective so we're we're trying to forge that that ground with sponsors a lot of sponsors are playing by like old playbooks basically they're playing by the playbooks of like you know back when youtube was in its you know its explosive days a person could put out a video and say Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out this new awesome cool thing that I'm, you know, this cup that I'm drinking from, blah blah blah. Here, use my code. And they could get a certain conversion rate from that. Well, it became super commonplace and it came became so commonplace that then the users started to get kind of deaf and blind to it. They're like, "I don't really and they skip past the promotional portion. Now if you're like, yo, that's a dope shirt. Yo, those are dope glasses. Yo, those are headphones. That chair, like, if it's integrated in the stream, I'm like, oh yeah, I use the code. Or down here, it's just constantly reminding you, like, his shirt, his coffee, his memberships, his glasses are things that you can check out yourself. Like, that's just more organic and more natural. I don't need to sit here and be a salesman. Hey guys, we need to hit quota this month. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they get to the point they can actually sue a player for cheating, it could impact everything. I believe it would be fines. You'd get fined. You know. Um I would I would say I would say that they that that would be the fastest way to hurt them, hit them in their wallets, you know. Not been in here in ages, new job, moving house and other adult stuff. Well, that's okay, man. Good to see you. I listened to Mark's new podcast, and yeah, if the ad read is too boring, I skip. But if it's too funny, I'm laughing and not paying attention to the ad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Advertising integration and sponsored integration is 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 a newer... It's not a new, con- it's not a new concept, but it's a newer concept to, you know, to the people that are you know brokering the deals and having the conversations with folks like myself uh it's it's new it's new in that regard um do 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 i know for sure it's a threat to crucible numbers I've held on to Destiny PvP because I don't like BRs. That's all that is there. Now with Infinite and after the flight, I'm biding my time until then. Have you tried Splitgate? I'm telling you, man. I'm like a I'm like a Splitgate evangelist. Like, have you tried Splitgate? <laughs> hey, you over there? Have you guys tried Splitgate? You know? You should give it a try. It's free. On all platforms in beta right now. I'm also more product seeing the product used in a normal setting and not these fabricated ads and read situations. 
Yeah. Yeah. You downloaded last night, gonna check it out today. Cool, 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 You should play it long enough to get to the objective game modes. That's when things really rolled over for me and felt and felt a little bit more special. Like once I could play Instagib and Gun Game and one in the chamber, like that's when the fun factor really, really went up. Some of the slower modes, like SWAT can be very fun, but can also be incredibly slow and boring. Everybody hides. If you get in some servers with some of the more experienced players and you get some of those people that are a little bit more prone to, like, um, hiding, um, you know, it can get a little bit slow. Uh, where there may be long queue times yeah yeah yeah. filthy campers is what you mean well there's a way to play there's a way to play that it's like using portals and being campy like i'm not trying to like ridicule people into playing like me if that's how you want to play go ahead i find it boring to get in like four gunfights an entire match you know what i mean did you see the ridiculous price of the 6600 xt on new egg no uh uh-uh no Is there any way that the podcast can be uploaded? Is there any way the streams can be uploaded to the podcast the same day? No, there's no way for me to do that. I usually I usually do it the next day. And we've been having trouble doing that because the streams are going a little bit too long. So we're trying to work out a way to get a recording of the audio so that I so I can feed you guys the podcast on a regular basis. It's it's not I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not making me any money and it was making me spend a stupid amount of time to do it and it doesn't make me any money so SNTR presents as an audio podcast took a major hit when I could no longer cover Destiny exclusively like you're talking about episodes that went from hitting 1 to 2,000 listens to you know 2 to 500 listens and all my monetization got stripped because we weren't we weren't hitting listenership that was high enough anymore right and it takes way more time to do now because the show is a lot longer it used to be really easy. I'd upload a 10-minute talk and an hour-long Q&A. Boom. And then you'd get your podcast. Now I'm trying to upload a, a four-hour stream so that you get the entire episode. And if we go longer than four hours, then the file ends up being too large, and then I can't upload it. It tells me it's too big. So then you get inconsistent episodes, you get inconsistent uploads. And I'm like, dude, I'm freaking doing all this, making zero dollars from it, because my entire, that entire portion of the business got detonated by the attack. Well, so, I have to prioritize what's working. 
you know, I gotta prioritize what's working. And so we're trying to come up with a solution to simplify that. Because we, I, I think the listenership could start to go up, and then we could start to get monetization back on the audio. But, unfortunately, you know, with everything that happened, I had to, I had to cut what wasn't generating money, and what wasn't getting good response, and go with what was. And that, unfortunately, has fallen by the wayside. You get an audio version of the stream with YouTube Premium. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but it's so much easier for people to like open up a podcast and subscribe to it and get the and get the podcast feed. There's got to be a way for us to simulcast on on Spotify, and then you'd have the past broadcast there. I just we need to look into how to do it. There's got to be a way for me to simulcast the audio of me sitting here talking, because Spotify does like live streaming podcasting. There's got to be a way to do that. And then you would just be able to go to that feed and you'd have the episode from that day. You would know you'd have to fast forward through certain parts like when I use the restroom or something. Because like, then you're just sitting there listening to music instead of me talking. So, um, I'm going to put a link in chat and that is where we are heading. It will pop up and ask if you want to take the live redirect. Please click yes and come with us. We're going to go play Dark Souls 3 for From Friday. When we're done with that, we'll head over to gaming for a 30-minute preview of Back for Blood Beta. And gaming is also where we do the stream in the evening, okay? We do an evening stream uh, with Hilly on Friday nights, and it's a blast. So spend the rest of the day with us, all right? You can click the link in chat or wait for the live redirect. Just say yes, you'd like to come with us, and I'll see you over in the new stream. Thank you for a stellar day today on your way out. You got me to 500 likes. Thank you. Hit like and subscribe so you don't miss the streams next week and the gameplay that we're about to go do now. And also make sure to stay with us or to go check out gaming. You can use the gaming command or go to sntrgaming.com. But we're going to be on this channel, okay? Right now, the live redirect is taking you just to another stream on this channel. If you need to go to the main page and refresh to see it, it'll be the featured video. I'll see you guys over there.